Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and... You feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 285 of The Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing? It's the power of scheduling, folks. As you're listening to this, I am in Las Vegas. I am on vacation. And I have I scheduled this uh, last Friday to come out. Like a good teammate. I didn't want to leave you hanging. So even on vacation, I'm still working for the people. See, this is the podcast for the people, I'm telling you. I got a really cool guest for you guys today. Chris, my boy Chris, Y2J for the, the real fried chicken message board, folks. Um, and we're talking about one of the greatest rivalries in hockey fight history. Tidomi, Rob Ray, 14 times the gloves flew. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun breaking it down with Chris, who lived in Buffalo at the time, saw a lot of the fights live, is a fan of both guys. Um, has met both guys, talked to both guys about it, um, had a lot of interesting stories, little tidbits. Um, he sent me a DVD ahead of time and it's got like the, you know, the home team feed, the visiting team feed, the news feed. Um, it's like two hour disc for 14 fights. Um, it's really cool, really comprehensive. Anybody that knows Chris that traded DVDs with him back in the day. Or is on the fight message boards and reads his posts. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, an encyclopedia. So it was a lot of fun uh, to sit down, like I said, to somebody sort of like, uh, sort of on the inside, so to speak. Or someone that has really taken the time to like, dissect the feud, really. And uh, yeah, great guest. I've been actually, uh, we recorded this like weeks ago. And I was actually saving it for the very reason that I knew I was going to be in Vegas. And I wanted to have something ready for when I left. So um, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm not going to talk long because like Chris and I go for like two and a half hours. Um, I tried to get the DVD that he, that he gave me with the clips and everything up on my YouTube channel. I don't know. My program's not working. And like I said, I waited too long and now I'm like the night before we leave or two nights before we leave, but I'm messing around. I can't get it to go, but I did go on YouTube. I found there was a, there was a guy that had like 
the 13 available fights up on his channel. The quality on some of them is a little... I would have preferred to have Chris's stuff up there, but eh, what can you do? So the link to that guy's YouTube... If you just type in Rob Ray and Ty Domi Feud, it's the first thing that comes up anyway on YouTube. If you want to just follow along as we're talking about the fights, um, I encourage you to do so. Um, yeah, just hit play and like mute and listen to us talk. We'll listen to Chris talk about the feud, really. Um, and I, I, I think it's a really... It's one of the best feuds in fight history, and uh, I think you guys will really dig the episode. Like I said, Chris is like an encyclopedia for this stuff, um, so it's really cool. Uh, but at the same time, I'm in Vegas, and I'm on vacation, so I'm like, have at her. Have at her, folks. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. For some reason, that scene always just cracks me up. Is this place beeper friendly? Um, pager friendly? Um, yeah, yes. Anyway, so I, I'm I'm drinking Rolling Rock and hopefully winning money. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I had um, I had put an episode up on Sunday on the 19th from we left. There's an episode. Uh, then this is the Wednesday. This Sunday, I'm I'm trying to figure out my timing, my schedule here. This Sunday coming up, I will not have an episode out. Um, so you'll, you'll, you'll have this one for a week, but next I'm in Vegas for like 11 days. So the next Wednesday, I'm hope I have not recorded it yet, but I am hoping with the I'm, Saturday afternoon, I'm going to try to get it done for you guys. Um, it is the Mount Rushmore episode. Um, I put out on the message boards that I'm, I want everyone, I wanted people to send me, um, they're, you know, they're four toughest guys for every NHL team, uh, in franchise history. So, and I got, 40, almost 50 some entries, I think. So I'm going to go through those tonight after I'm done hitting record here. And, um, yeah, I will do that. And I'm going to record that hopefully tomorrow morning ish afternoon, get that done scheduled. And that will be next Sunday's episode or next Wednesday's episode. Pardon me. And, uh, yeah. And then I'm home on the Friday, the third. And, uh, so that Sunday I will, I will be back to uh, regale you with uh, hopefully some Vegas winnings or there'll be some shenanigans that regardless that some shit always seems to happen. I will have a story for you, I'm sure. So, uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to shut up. Let's get into this. Um, this is Chris and I, I want to thank him again for coming on the show and uh, we're breaking down one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Tidomi, robbery. Let's go. All right, here on the fourth line voice, I have a special guest, and it's and it's a special topic today, folks. It's kind of a it's going to be rivalry rivalry day here at uh, the, the fourth line voice, and uh, and one of the one of the best rivalries of all time in in hockey was of course Ty Domi Rob Ray, and I could think of no one better to break this rivalry down with me than Chris from Buffalo, Y two J as some of the older fried chicken folks know him as. Chris, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yourself? Very good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I know this is a, this topic is sort of uh, near and dear to your heart, this one. It is. It is. Uh, Tommy and Ray, both of them are two of my favorite fighters of all time. I'm a Buffalo guy, of course, so I've seen plenty of Rob Ray. And uh, this feud really began to start and get going. Just as I was really getting into the hockey fight, 
hobby, you know, collecting tapes and and just getting to know the fighters better and just becoming a fan of the fight game. So this feud, I think, is the one that really captured my imagination when I was a younger younger kid back in the day. And, uh, yeah, I followed that feud closely throughout the entire duration of it. And uh, endless, endless hours of entertainment, that's for sure. Uh, I've seen it on tape a million times. I saw several of the fights live, went to the games when I could, and, and saw them. And, of course, I met Domi and Ray uh, multiple times over the years and chatted with them. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great, uh, great memory of hockey back in the day when it was great. No, absolutely, and, and for the for the for the new folks that aren't aren't aware of Chris's background, I've had Chris on the show before. I can't remember what episode it was. Go back and check it out. It was a great great talk about Buffalo Fighters and everything. But you used to bounce. You used to be a, a security at the bar, and a lot of times the yeah. neighbors and and all the hockey boys would come in there. And uh, you have some interesting stories with Mackenzie and McKay and Barnaby and all those guys. And um, I know you've met obviously Ray a million times and Tied Omi, as you just said. Um, uh, in talking with them, did you ever bring up the other guy? Did you ever like talk to uh, talk to Domi about Ray or Ray? You talked about Domi with him. Surprisingly, no. Uh, just once, just once. I think after their third fight, uh, I met Domi only. He was uh, not in a great mood because the Sabers blew the Jets away six nothing, and. Ray definitely won the fight that they had. And it was just a bad game for Winnipeg and just a bad, bad night for Domi. So he wasn't in a great talkative mood when he came out. He still did everyone's autographs, posed for pictures, you know, it's cool like that. But he wasn't smiling and happy (laughs) as he was doing everything. And I think someone near me, brought it up like oh what do you what do you think of rob ray and he had nothing kind to say <laughs> to put it mildly i think he just like scoffed he's like ah ray he's a pussy he can't fight his way out of a wet paper bag i think was his exact quote that's the only time that i uh ever talked about the other guy with one of them usually it was just a you know Nice chit chat, like, "Hey, how you doing? How's it going?" And that's pretty much it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the only time. That was early in their feud when they very much hated each other. Uh, you know, things changed over the years. I think they grew to respect each other, and then uh, I think they finally met off the ice later on in their careers, and actually, surprisingly, developed a friendship that I guess still lasts to this day but boy you wouldn't have thought that they would be friends later on in life given how acrimonious things were on the ice with them especially in those early fights well that yeah like that was that's the thing i was i was you know well we'll bring it up now but it's it's in going through the fights of course um they had 14 fights in total uh 13 of which are on film um and i've watched all 13 uh, a bunch of times here to get ready for this, but um, that's the one. And I mean, obviously, I'd seen the fights here and there as they were happening back in the day and all that. But you know, you see everything a million times and everything blends together. But when you sit down and just 
just focus in on those 13 fights and you watch them, um, yeah, you can see, especially early on, like they're, like they're fighting mad. There's no yeah. bro hugs and bum taps and, you know, let's work out in the summer, bro. Like there's none of this shit going on. Like they're fighting to win. And, uh, and I think Domi's, uh, of course, especially, well, actually the first couple fights, I was going to say, don't raise Jersey actually doesn't come off in the first couple. Um, but when it does, you could see the absolute disgust in Domi when Ray's yeah. jersey comes off and he's just giving it to him in the penalty box over the glass about it and shit. And of course Ray's just laughing at him and shit, but you could tell there was heat there for sure. There was. And you know, it, it stemmed back to when they were both in junior and the legendary story of uh, draft day in 1988, they had the same player agent who picked them up because they both lived in the Toronto area, picked them up and drove them to Montreal. And I think they had played against each other. And since they were both similar types of players, there was just a natural rivalry there between these uh, two kids who were, you know, 18 years old at the time. And I guess the whole car ride, three-hour car ride, they didn't even say a word to each other. And then the legendary story, the agent put them in the same hotel room for the night uh, before draft day, and they got in a scuffle. I guess they argued over something, probably the TV remote, and they ended up wrestling and scuffling and throwing some punches. And I guess they stopped once Domi's head hit the nightstand. And they're like, oh, 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 shit, we got to stop. We're breaking up the room here. We're going to get in trouble the hotel's going to kick us out. Our agent's going to be mad at us. We got to stop. We got to stop. So interesting way to, uh, you know, begin their relationship, I guess, you know, a hotel room fight, but, you know, I guess they got along. Okay. On the actual draft day, you know, when they both got drafted and were hanging out with their agent, I guess they, you know, had a couple of beers with their agent to celebrate being drafted. But, uh, yeah funny way the the the, it began but it's just strange that all that time in the ohl and then the next two years they're both in the ahl and somehow they never fight yeah yeah i i really expect like especially the ohl thing i'm actually surprised you know especially because you know your teenage you know you you, everybody wants to be the king of the mountain right and i'm just surprised because they both would have had the reps right and you know, and I just can't believe they never fought. That's really surprising, actually. Very surprising. Though, at the time, Ray was more of a Matthew Barnaby-style agitator, more than he was a yeah. tough guy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because that was uh, always kind of Ray's kind of rep, too. Like, I know in Rochester, like, he put up a ton of penalty minutes. But I know he did, I mean, <clears throat> obviously he did some fighting. But, yeah, he was yeah. more kind of ratty. And I know there was there was guys that like Randy McKay just shits all over him. Oh yeah, Randy right. McKay did not like Ray from the AHL days. Yeah, you know, commented, "Oh, he had four hundred plus minutes, and everyone's call him a tough guy, but he hardly fights. All he does is run his mouth and pile up misconducts and game misconducts." To me, that's not tough. I remember McKay saying that. Um, so I don't know, but Domi did have a rep as a 
a trash talker, no doubt about it. That's just who he is. But he also had a rep from an early age as someone legit tough and yeah. not someone to take lightly despite his small size. So maybe Ray at the time just kind of was like, eh, handle with care when I deal with this guy. You know, maybe not, maybe not uh, go with him. Though there was a rumor, I remember hearing this, that uh, in the AHL, there was a pregame brawl. Um, and it was in Buffalo. There, it was a neutral site game. They played a game in Buffalo, Rochester and Domi's team, uh, uh, St. John's. So I guess there was a, like, the two teams just went at it during warmups. The rumor is that Domi and Ray did cross paths there and throw some punches at each other. But unfortunately, that's one that just never made it onto tape. I don't know if it was caught on tape, but I know, uh, Domi got suspended for pregame fighting for that incident. And that was, I think, in like the 88-89 season is when that happened. So so they did have a little bit of history on the ice, but things didn't really get going until they had been in the NHL for a few years. Yeah, and, and it's interesting just like just how the, 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 the career, the, the path, the flight path is sort of the, is pretty much mirrors each other, and like mm-hmm. size wise, they're the same, yeah. give or take. You know, I mean, Ray's not that much bigger than Domi, and it's like height wise, and uh, actually just size. Well, you've met him both in person. I would say size wise, they're the same, aren't they? Give or take. Uh, Domi Domi's five foot eight. Yeah, he's definitely a short dude, but I think he's also like five foot eight wide. That dude is jacked. You know, I remember one time I shook his hand and kind of gave him a slap on the back of his arm and tell him, then I told him like, Hey, have a great season. Great to meet you. And just gave him a quick tap on the arm. I'm like, Oh shit. That dude is solid as a rock. Like, damn, you know, I, I kind of slapped him in the tricep. And I remember thinking, I'm like, Oh wow. I'm like, I, I wouldn't want to <laughs> deal with this guy. And then Ray, he was like, um, he's like six foot even. So he's got about four inches in height on Domi. But weight-wise, you know, they both have kind of the stocky build. Yeah. So similar similar sized guys. And really they're similar types of players. You know, they both obviously love to fight and stir stuff up. They're both tough as shoe leather. You know, the, both of them can take punches like nobody's business. They're both good at, you know, needling opponents and driving them crazy, just putting them in a state of distraction. And the other thing, they both had the showmanship. Yes. Both of them were were so good at using the crowd to rev up their teams. You know, they knew how to play to the crowd and get the crowd going. They both had that charisma. And then with them, it wasn't just a, a physical battle trying to outdo each other in fights. It was just a long contest of one-upsmanship between the two. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny because, like, when you bring up Ty Domi to people, like, I mean, everyone knows how tough he is and whatever, and smaller in stature. and But they're always like, oh, it's head. Like, he's got the bowling ball head. Like, you can't hurt him. And, like, I, I don't mm-hmm. remember Domi really get. I mean, I, he got maybe 
dropped a couple times, but like kind of a little flash knockdown. Not, you know, he got up right away, but I mean, he did get, I think Corson had caught him the once and can't remember who else, but, but. Grant Marshall. Yes, Grant Marshall, exactly. Um, Grant Marshall, he's the only one, I think, and then Brian McGratton. I think those are the, and then Jay, uh, Jamie Allison. So there, that's it. And, oh, sorry, Donald Brashear. So it's like four guys. Yeah. That ever like, managed. Yeah, and like in, in 300 and some fights. So it's like, yeah. And, and, and like, so his chin's like legendary. But I think that's something that often, like, that's the other thing. You like, so you bring up Rob Ray to a fight fan. Of course, right away. Oh, Jersey. He always got naked. Yeah. That was his whole, you know, that's, that's everybody's first thing with Ray. And okay. First, but, but I think yeah, first. what gets overlooked is Ray's chin. It's like how oh, many yeah. times, like early on, like Ray took some shit kickings. Like Coaster, you yeah. beat him like a drum, and Grimson, and but and well, and of course the famous twist break in his face. But, yeah, but yeah, I was like, you know what? He didn't go down. Like, no, he, he stood, uh, and he probably should have. But he for a bunch yeah. of those fights, but he stood there and took it. So it's just yep. like that's kind of what kept Ray in the league. Yeah, was his ability to take a shot and keep going. Um, cause he, yeah, again, he took some legendary beatings, some incredible amounts of punches early on his first two, three seasons and he wouldn't go down. He wouldn't be gushing blood. He wouldn't be injured. He would still be in it, even though he was on the losing end and just his energetic play kept him around. You know, the, he didn't get sent back down to the minors cause he wasn't winning those fights. Even on the losing end, he was still getting his team excited and the crowd fired up. Uh, and just later on, as time wore on, Ray developed that knockout punch that he would have on display for years. And couple that KO power with just a, a, a solid rock of a head. Ray, Ray was dangerous, but... You know, that came a little bit later in his career. Yeah, it did. Well, and the other thing I wanted to ask you, because, um, I mean, obviously with Hockey Night in Canada and, you know, being up here in Canada and with the Leafs are all over TV and whatever. So I got, and and at that point, Winnipeg was starting to get on TV when Domi was there. Um, I, I And that's when I was still watching hockey. I mean, granted, it wasn't live, it was on TV, but you could see, and I was living with my friend Mike, who's a massive Leafs fan, so we watched all the games. Um, so I, I got to see Domi play a lot and, uh, and how he played and, you know, and everything else. Of course, this is before center ice and satellite and all the, or we didn't have satellite anyway. Um, so we didn't really see Buffalo a lot other than when they played on, played Toronto and stuff. Um, to be, and I know, like you said, you went to a lot of Sabres games live. So you saw Ray play <coughs> lots of times, um, what was his style of play like? Like, did he just run around? Like, what, uh, cause I mean, I've seen all of Ray's fights, obviously, and everything over the years and all that, but to actually, how did he play the game? He played like a real wild, reckless style. His early coaches, um, I think is, who was his first coach? Uh, I don't know if Ted Sater was still around with the Sabres. And then he got replaced by uh, Rick Dudley. Dudley loved him and would, you know, he again kept him around. Even though Ray was losing the fights, he kept him around because of that energetic style of play. The team needed a jump start. 
he put Ray out there, and Ray would just try to hit anyone in an opposing sweater. He was a clean hitter. You know, he wasn't throwing elbows or knees or laying the lumber on anyone. He was just a good body checker, real fast skater too, uh, without the puck. <laughs> you know, when he, you know, if he just was able to just go flying and go targeting bodies on the other side, he was a really fast skater. So he was used really as a spark plug in those early years. Um, you know, the team was dead. They put him out there. And he just instantly had a connection with the, the Buffalo fans. They just loved him. You know, we, we liked the guy from the beginning because he worked hard and whatever shifts he got, he tried to make the most out of them. Uh, so that was really his style of play. He was a spark plug. He was a hitter. And he had no problem talking trash and starting fights. Even if he came out on the losing end, he was just a, a catalyst. That was really his thing. He was just a just an energy and excitement creating kind of player. How many uh, how many of the Domi Ray fights did you see live? Ooh, let me think of that. Hang on. Um, okay, so I saw round two. I saw round three, round four. I saw six. Saw seven. Saw yeah, I think I saw six or seven of the fights live. Well, there you go. I'd have to go back. Even no, even more. Sorry, like eight. <laughs> I think eight of the fights I saw. Uh, so yeah, whenever Domi was in town, you know, back then, yeah, I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> I got. I got to see what happens. You know, and uh, it was really that first fight that they had was in Winnipeg. And uh, I wasn't watching the game on TV. I I remember I was working at the time, so, you know, I didn't catch the game. And, again, I'm just getting into the hockey fight hobby at the time, and I just knew Domi's rep as someone who could hardly be hurt, mainly from his Probert fights that had just happened uh, couple months before so when i came home and uh i think my dad and my brother said hey domi and uh that guy domi that you like and rob ray fought and ray won i didn't believe him (laughs) at first i'm like what no because you know ray's reputation again wasn't great at that point you know this was february 10th 1993 92 93 was ray's breakout year but, you know, he wasn't the, the guy he would become in a couple of seasons. And, you know, Domi's rep as someone inhumanly tough was pretty huge. But what do you know? You know, when, uh, I got the tape. You know, I think I got tapes from uh, Fists of Fury up in Minnesota, uh, you know, the assorted fight tapes that yeah. just had everything happened in a particular month. Maybe a month later, I got the... Uh, 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 fight on tape, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, Ray did sort of win that fight. What do you know? I was I was pretty surprised at the result of the first fight. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and for the and the folks listening, um, <clears throat> that's the one thing with with this, folks. I'm we're kind of recording this, and I'm and Chris and I were, I was discussing how I'm going to. Uh, you know, bring the videos and everything, and so you guys listening can can uh, can kind of go along uh, as we're talking about the fights, and you can kind of watch what we're talking about. Um, 
I, I haven't done this yet. It's the magic of editing here, folks. I am planning on putting all the fights together and putting them on my YouTube channel. Hopefully that all works out. If that does not work out at the time of when I put the release this episode, uh, there is, uh, it's NHL fights on YouTube and he has all 13 Domi and Ray fights on YouTube. The qualities, eh, but they're there. So yeah. it, I'm, I'm talking hopefully to my future self that I get, invo- I get this and I use Chris's excellent footage and uh, put it up on YouTube, and you can. And I will put the link there. But if I ha- if I don't do that, uh, there is uh, there is footage. I will I will tell you all about that in my intro when I do this at the time at the episode. I'm, I'm talking oh, to my future self right now. It's kind of weird. I'm in a time <laughs> I'm in a time warp right now. I feel like I'm Marty McFly. Well, but um, yeah, but FaceTime uh, could be able to handle this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, well, that was the other thing, folks. I'll tell you that this is how passionate Chris is about this topic. Um, when I had you on the first time, and we just talked about all things Sabres. After we were done and off the air, Chris brought up the Domi Ray thing. Like, well, we need to do an episode on that sometime. I'm like, that's a great idea. Absolutely. And he's like, well, I got something. I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you, and, and you can kind of go over it, and we'll set a plan up to, to come on the show. I'm like, all right. Well, a few weeks later, I get this packet in the mail, folks, and I get basically, I'm trying to think, what is this, 25 page? Uh, he sends me like a novel, War and Peace. Uh, there's all this printed out, what do you call it, the anatomy of a rivalry or whatever, a two-hour yeah, yeah. DVD that's got like different angles and all that. Like this is, I'm like, holy shit, this guy is like serious about this. Um, this is tremendous. So yeah, I have like this... Here we go. I have like this packet full of paper here that breaks down all the fights. And you were prepared for this, my friend. I'm telling you, I, I was. You know, this uh, that thing that I wrote and printed up and sent to you. There was actually something I uh, did in college. I had like a creative writing course, and this professor was great. He said, "Go ahead, write about anything. Your subject. You just write. Get creative. Get crazy. Write about something you know." I'm like, oh. Oh, I know what I know about. And I just started writing about the, the Domi Ray feud and it just blossomed into this, you know, I don't know what it is, 18 page thing. Then, you know, I, I held on to it and, you know, I put it out there and, uh, you know, on the fried chicken site way back in the day. I think I wrote the thing originally in like 2008. Well, just the fact that, the so, fact that you're telling me now that you took creative writing explains so much. <laughs> that was when I was uh, into teaching, and that was just something I had to take. I had to take a creative writing course. And I'm like, well, if you want me to write about something I know, hockey fights are it, and Domi and race, especially. <laughs> I know a lot about that. Well, so, for, for the folks that follow Chris on the fight groups now on Facebook, there's your answer. That's, that explains his posts. If you see his posts sometimes, it's like, holy shit, what is this? Look at the wordsmith over here. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, there you go. That explains so much. Um, but I, I always liked and I always liked your assorted DVDs back in the day or VHS tapes. We're going to really date ourselves here, but oh, the, the, the phase one and all that stuff, uh, yeah. you're very thorough. Yeah. The best of hockey's heavyweights phase one, two, and three. Yes. Those were, uh, those were a, a labor of love, shall we say? Making those tapes was a lot of fun and, you know, I definitely uh, traded and yep. sold. I'm allowed to say that now, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I sold. 
a lot of copies of that over the years, both, you know, through the message boards and also at the bar that I bounced at. I would have the the uh, tapes playing on one of the TVs. And, you know, our patrons loved it, just watched it, and I would bring copies with me to sell. And uh, actually, I remember I gave Jim McKenzie a copy. So when uh, McKenzie and McKay and Brodeur visited my bar 21 years ago, so hopefully he enjoyed that. But, yeah, I think this was the final tape I ever made before I kind of got out of the tape-making hobby a little bit was this, Domi versus Ray. It's really Domi versus the Sabres. Yeah. It's like a big comedium of anything Domi did against the Sabres over the years. So it's got fights not only with Ray, but Gord Donnelly, a couple of scraps, uh, Barnaby, Bolton, Peters, and, uh, you know, just anything that Domi did against the Sabres. You know, I got some goals and, you know, some hits and other fun stuff, interviews stuff like that and uh yeah that was the last one i made back in 2006 i put this together i think uh that's when we had our first kid it was around that time and uh unfortunately raising the kid uh, kind of took away from the hockey fight hobby a little bit so it didn't make any uh new titles after that point so glad i got the domi and ray one done before i had to yeah. bow out of that bit yeah, well, like I said, I was, I, I was, well, I played it before, but I was playing it last night just to kind of refresh. And uh, yeah, it was, I was just, I, I was a pig and shit down here. It was great going through all that stuff. And, and like I said, <laughs> you see so much stuff that over the years just becomes like, just, you know, a whirlwind in your head, right? Like you can sort of remember, you can recall some fights, but some stuff you forget about. And, and then, uh, you know, like I said, going through your tape was a real refresher and it was kind of, it was cool to see, you know, you know uh, just the, the mixing it up so, and even just the scrums and the roughings and, you know, and stuff like that was always, it was entertaining to watch. So, you know, and I was, I was kind of laughing to myself about, uh, cause I was looking through my DVDs there. No, there, I got it written right on the DVD. Y2J phase one. Yeah. I got that one sitting here and, um, yeah, cause you and I traded back in the day. No, I was going to say, I can't say anything about selling cause, uh, I'm guilty of that as well. So. I can't be the hypocrite here. Um, I think I think every tape trader collector back in the day, for the most part, I think probably sold a few tapes here and there. If we're all being completely honest about it, so. Um, but uh, there was some there was some heavy hitting dudes in the in the industry back then that sold though, and I know for a fact those guys like uh, the way back like the the late eighties early nineties guys. Um, there were some dudes that made a shit ton of money. Selling fight tapes. I think uh, one of the best tape makers out there, give him some glory, uh, Nick Bavona in Connecticut. Yep. Man, his stuff was great. Loved his stuff. Great quality. And, you know, he caught everything. I'm sure he had contacts in every NHL city and, and caught just about everything. And once a year, he would make his best of whatever the season was. And that was always fun sitting down and watching that one. Um, the Fist of Fury guy, the late, uh, Andy Bamer, he was a great one. Got me started in the hobby. Um, boy, I just found out that this guy passed away. Rob, uh, Wachtel from Long Island. Oh yeah. He's another great tape maker. Yep. Uh, they got 
stuff from. I just found out that he had uh, passed away a few years ago. I was kind of bummed to hear about that. So rest in peace, Rob. And boy, thanks for a lot of great, uh, a lot of great tapes that he provided over the years. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, anywhere near the magnitude of those dudes. What I tried to do with those phase tapes was just make like the ultimate best of. Like yeah. if you're trying to introduce someone to hockey and and the fights, this is the tape you show them. You know, one that's just pure glory for three hours. And that, that was my motivation behind making those tapes. And, you know, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of people have copies out there, probably numbering in the many hundreds of people. And, uh, you know, I hope they still watch them every now and then because uh, it's not like that anymore. No, it is not. No, it's not. That's for sure. But, uh, well, let's get into this breakdown of the feud here. Um, well, like you said, their first fight was February 10th, 93 in Winnipeg, uh, down in the corner. And, uh, this is the, this is the fight that, uh, that kickstarts the whole thing. It is. They, they real quickly though, they had one, not a fight, just like a roughing incident in New York when Domi was a ranger the year before. This was the same game where Domi fought Donnelly and Ray fought Koser and had a hard time. Domi went after Ray late in the game and Ray didn't want any part. He kept his gloves on and just took some glove shots from Domi. So, you know, I don't know what was what Ray was thinking, but at the time he didn't really want any part of them. Now, fast forward a year later, here we are, February 10th of 93, and Ray is uh, more than ready and willing to go in this case. This case, the Jets were, like, all over the Sabres early. They got a goal right away. They're playing the body hard, and they're getting run over. John Muckler knew how to use Ray effectively. He was a spark plug, and he was becoming a better fighter at this point. So Ray put got put out there by Muckler. The Jets countered with Domi. They just line up for a face-off in the corner and start bumping and yapping, and next thing you know, gloves are off as soon as the puck hits the ice. And, um, yeah, Ray appeared really motivated for this one because he just went wild with the right hand. And Domi looked uh, taken aback a little bit, like he wasn't expecting this much fire from Ray. So he was holding on, and Ray was pelting him with a lot of shots to the side of the head and, and you know, the helmet. And, you know, kind of jolted him with one shot also. And then, you know, Domi finally started to fire back, but he wasn't connecting at all. Um, so Ray's just all over him, and then Domi finally just kind of gets with it and starts firing back himself, and, you know, he lands a, a few you know, he slowed Ray down a little bit and tossed a few left hands back at him. But then Ray knocks Domi's helmet off and hits him with another couple of fast rights. Domi then misses with a left and stumbles forward, and Ray kind of gets on top of him on his back and pushes him down. And then that's when the refs jump in, and it's over. So, you know, for me, when I saw it the first time, a surprising results given their respective reputations at the time but 
Ray was kind of whooping it up after a fight. After the fight, he was raising his arms in triumph. And Yomi admitted in an interview later on, he said, oh, I saw him raising his arms. I don't forget stuff like that. So, again, the battle of one-upmanship, playing to the crowd and trying to look like the big dog on the ice. It began there right away. So round one, the way I look at it, win for Ray. Uh, He just landed more overall. He was in control for pretty much the entire fight. And uh, so there you go. Ray gets on the board first. one nothing. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, like you said, it was kind of the the quick battle there in the corner. And then, uh, um, and I think the thing, especially... That probably got, well, would get most people fired up. But I think at that time, especially in Winnipeg at that time, and um, just the climate of, of hockey enforcing at that time, um, like Domi and King had made that big splash in Winnipeg. And Domi was really starting to, because, yeah, he's in, <coughs> I know he's in New York and he had the fights with Probert and, man, you know, all that. But, I think when Domi got to Winnipeg, that's when his kind of, he really started to find himself and, and, yeah. and his, and start really rolling. And he got really, you know, he had, he was having some big wins. And to me, Domi improved a lot in those Winnipeg years. You know what he got in Winnipeg was actual ice time. Well, that, yeah. In New York. Yeah, he was, like, very underutilized in New York. Now, granted, the Rangers at the time were loaded with talented players, but Roger Nielsen just didn't use him enough. He would use him for, like, a minute or two minutes a game and give him maybe two or three shifts, and that's pretty much it. Never gave him a chance to really play. And when he got to Winnipeg, he got plenty of ice time. And from having... The ice time, well, more and more fights <laughs> came about because of that. Um, so, yeah, you're right. He definitely came into his own as a Winnipeg Jet, even though, uh, you know, Ty wasn't used to being in such a small market city after being in New York for two and a half years. You know, he was kind of like, oh, man, you know, I'm in the coldest city in the NHL and smallest market. So he looked a little bummed out because he loved New York City so much. But his on-ice situation was just such a huge improvement over what he was doing with the Rangers. He just got lots of ice time, and they got him specifically to, you know, protect Solani and a lot of the European-born players that were on the team. And him and King certainly did that pretty effectively for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have a guest? We do we have a guest star? Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> oh my god, we got a locker in a closet or something. Yeah, that's our dog Lily. She she's a mouthy one when she wants to be. <laughs> I'm sure this will be edited out. <laughs> no, I ain't, I'm not editing shit. So yeah. Oh shit! All right, Lily with her podcast debut. Yeah, there we go. And now, a message from our sponsors. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know myself, like most people, I'm going to work out more. (laughs) But I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank 
to make big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change. And if it's something you use every day like my Raycons, Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point. You can build great habits without breaking the bank. Yeah, just throw them in your ears, jump on the treadmill, makes makes the workout go a lot quicker. You can listen to your favorite podcast, hashtag enforcer-based podcasting. Uh, but whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with, the, with some of the other guys. If you have multiple pairs of everyday earbuds, throw one in the gym bag. Throw one at your desk at work. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer a buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guaranteed. Yeah, I've always found I've had numerous different earbuds over the years and I always have trouble fitting my ear for some reason but the Raycons actually really good fit and the best part is they are actually and I know firsthand they're actually sweat water and sweat resistant get ready to buy something small with big impact go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash thpn and now back to your regularly scheduled program. But I think with uh, what I was saying with the Domi thing, yeah, like he was kind of on a real roll there in Winnipeg, and you know, winning most of his stuff. And because like, like I always say with with Domi, I mean, let's be honest, when he was at the Rangers, he didn't win a lot of fucking fights. He wasn't winning many. You know, he had the showman part down with the belt and the thing. Yeah. And he would do the belt and the speed bag thing. He shouldn't have been. I mean, even when he lost, he still did it, and that's what really got people going about him. That's actually what got me to, like, who is this clown? Like, you just got beat up and you're doing the belt? Like, what What are we doing here you only, you only bag? That, Yeah, he only did the, the speed bag when he shouldn't have. He did that with uh, Barubi twice. And it's like, ah, no, Ty, you didn't win that one. But, again, he's got to make the most of his situation with the Rangers, given what little ice time he's given, what few shifts he was granted by Nielsen, he had to make the most of it. He had to get noticed. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I completely get that now. But yeah. at the time, in the early 90s, it was funny because I had, I mean, I had seen guys after fights mouth off or whatever. But I, I again, I, somebody can prove me wrong, but I never saw anybody do a speed bag thing. Or he, Dolly was the <laughs> first one I ever saw kind of do like real post-fight antics. Like I said, yeah. I've, just, I've heard guys like, well, I've seen guys raise their hands or clap or I'm number one or whatever and shit like that. But like the whole WWF thing after, not really. Yeah. And Domi was kind of doing a lot of that. And it was like, or, he, you know, he's, he was always doing something. And it was like, what? what is this? And at first yeah. I was like, this guy's a clown. I didn't like him at all. But once really, the, the truth, it's, I, lo- I loved it. You know, I was I was an old wrestling fan from way back, so that showmanship stuff and WWF stuff he was doing, man, I loved it. I'm like, this guy's nuts. I'm like, I love it. You well, know, that's I, the I thing. Really, I'm, a, I'm a huge wrestling guy, too, so you would think I would have liked it. But at first, I didn't. He he irritated the shit out of me. But yeah. once he got to Winnipeg and I watched him a little bit, and then I think I must have got a Domi tape 
Or there was a whole bunch of... I got a tape from somebody that had a whole bunch of Domi shit right in a row. So that you're kind of watching... Because again, folks, this is no internet. Well, there was a little bit of internet, but no YouTube anyway. So it's not like yeah. you can just go look up all his stuff like you can now. But so I went and watched the tape. And I'm like, ah, oh, this guy actually isn't bad. And I kind of... I kind of liked the underdog vibe because he was so small and it was like, okay. And, and then I kind of really got into Domi. And I, I'm a big Domi fan now. But at the time, I was just like, what is this? And looking back on it, it's funny. But I was going to say, yeah. in Winnipeg, when he was cruising along, and like I said, he really came into his own, winning most of his fights at this point. Um, yep. To all of a sudden, and as a play. And he was playing, yeah. But to all of a sudden go to this fight in particular, I mean, you're it's, it's your <laughs> it's your hometown and you're the man. And all of a sudden, Ray comes in. I don't want to say Ray took it to him because it wasn't like Ray beat the shit up or anything. But whatever, he he got the W or at least looked strong against you. Uh, and then now all of a sudden, he's kind of giving it. I'm number one in your home rink. Oh, I could see how Domi would be, especially Domi like- would be fired up about that shit. He was, and that leads us to round two, yes. which was uh, one month later. So that's yep. March. 1993 and this time it's in buffalo and you know i pounced on tickets for this game because i'm anticipating a rematch i'm like oh yeah this it's gonna happen it has to happen so you know i got standing room only uh wasn't even seats i was standing for the game you know i'm like standing above the uh uh the the orange seats at the old odd watching this game. So I wasn't the only one who was anticipating some action after the result in that first game. Everyone was there and hoping for a Ray Domi rematch. And what's funny is it looked like it wasn't going to happen because the game ended up being just a two to one win for the Sabres. It was like one, one tie for almost the entire game. So it wasn't especially rough. There weren't any fights going on. Ray and Domi weren't really on the ice together much. Um, you know, it was like a goaltending duel. And, you know, I'm thinking in the third period, I'm like, ah, oh, geez, man, maybe they're not going to fight after all. But nope, halfway through the third, third period, it's on. They get put on the ice together for a face-off, and I guess they decided, let's do it. Now's the time. And, uh, another wild swinging crazy fight between the two and uh domi you know he admitted in the in the papers later uh that he was looking for a rematch because he just didn't like that ray kind of got one over on him in that first fight and he noticed ray whooping it up afterwards and raising his arms in triumphs and so uh Ty took offense to that, took umbrage with that. And uh, here they go. I just remember that they were squaring off. You know, they dropped the gloves and had a square off. And then Ray started to get his equipment off. He tried to pull off his elbow pad. And just as he's pulling off the elbow pad, Domi pounced on him. You know, just grabbed him and started swinging with lefts. And he popped Ray with a bunch right out of the right out of the gate and you know look like ray's in deep trouble and he's not gonna do so hot in this one but he managed to pull his arm out of the sweater pretty much and just started swinging like a madman and domi stopped 
fighting back himself and was just trying to ward off Ray. But the thing is, for all the swinging Ray is doing, he's not really hitting Domi at all. He's pretty much missing with all the shots. He got in like one or two glancing blows. Other than that, he's cleanly missing. So eventually, you know, Domi's holding Ray off. Ray's throwing punches that are coming up short. And that's when the linesmen come in and break it up. So action-packed fight once again. Uh, both guys are claiming victory again. Ray was raising his arms, and the crowd was just loving every second of it, going wild. Uh, but just a lot of fun. Just a really, really good fight. Uh, but this one, give the edge to Domi with this one. And, in fact, even though, you know, Ray was acting like he won, he did admit in the interview with Stan Fischler's book, Bad Boys, he did admit, Ty got the better of me in that one. So if Ray admitted it, you got to go with that, you know? So that one, so it's tied 1-1 at this point to me. Yeah, well, and in your packet that you sent me here, like you said, you have there's you have some of the quotes in here. Um, oh, yeah. With the Ray, you go, yeah, before I take my elbow pad off for every time I fight, and uh, I think you see me take my elbow pad off before he was going to take get catch me off guard. But I just got it off in time. He got a little advantage in the beginning, and I had to take a few get set to get ready. Um, yeah, then oh, I definitely landed some. You can't go that long and not hit anybody. If Ty thinks I didn't hit him too much, his head's a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rivalry. It's getting started. The contempt is there between the two. You know, Doby said, yeah, in his own barn, he kind of made himself look stupid because he never hit me. Not once. He's fooling his fans pretty good because he was swinging at the air and never hit me once. Look at my face. Nothing wrong with it. No marks. So this this had to be funny. If you look at this interplay between the two, it sounds like there's a reporter running back and forth between the dressing rooms after the game reporting what the other guy said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a verbal feud, but it's through a reporter who's running back and forth between the rooms. So it's kind of funny. You know, I was just thinking as as we're talking here about them going back and forth. Oh, could you imagine if Twitter was around back then, and these two both oh tw- and these both guys had Twitter? Could you imagine the shit talking that would have went on? Oh, it would have been tremendous. It would it, it would be NFL level shit talking. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like with all the social media platforms now, and oh, I could imagine yeah. this rivalry. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it would. It would but, uh, yeah, you see Domi's final quote in this back and forth. He thought he beat me in Winnipeg, and he put his arms up in triumph. I never forget those kinds of things. What comes around goes around. He knew he had something coming, and I hit him a few times good. So, yeah, the rivalry's there, and, you know, there's mutual contempt between the two, clearly. You know, part of this, you know, again, the the way it began on the OHL and on draft day. And also, I think, just from the interviews that I've read with Ray, there was like a little bit of jealousy on Ray's part towards Domi. And what I mean by that was Domi was in a big market. He was getting all sorts of attention showered on him. 
And I think Ray just didn't like it because in early interviews, Ray would try to cut Domi down. In the Bad Boys book, Ray had nothing good to say about Domi there. Oh, he's a goon. He doesn't know how to play the game. It's like, all right, really? <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, Ray. Yeah, I'm like, who are, who are you to lecture? You know, you guys are pretty much at the same level, you know. So, and it's not true, you know. Domi's got skills. He does. You know, yeah. gloves on. He does. But Ray was trying to make him out to be yeah. Bruce Shoebottom, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, when it comes, Domi's a lot better player than Ray is. If yeah. when you get down to it, oh yeah, skill wise and stuff, yeah. But yeah, you know, I remember yeah, Ray, Ray taking those shots at him all the time, and yeah. But yeah, uh, the Bad Boys book, you yep. know, they each get interviewed, and it's funny. A reporter kind of wraps out to Domi what Ray said about him. You know, Ray said in the Bad Boys book, uh, Domi just starts shit up like that Probert fight because that's all he can do. And then someone, you know, whoever interviewed Domi uh, quoted Ray to him, and Domi was just kind of disgusted. He goes, boy, a quote like that coming from a supposed tough guy, and that's all I do is try to stick up for us tough guys and our job. He goes, ah, that just shows you what jealousy does. That's pretty much all that Domi would say in that interview, you know, regarding Ray's quote. So early on, there's contention between the two. It's a battle of one-upmanship and showmanship on the ice and definitely some mutual dislike in these early years. Yeah, it's interesting just to go to the actual fight, um, you know, for this one. And it sort of becomes uh, a pattern as they go on. Um, It's funny watching the fights, um, like this one in particular, when you first see it, just when you're watching it, you don't know anything about it, you're just going to turn it on and watch it for the first time. Oh yeah, it looks like a back and forth slugfest. Like holy shit, these guys are killing each other. But like you said, when you go back and look, a lot of Ray's shots are going over top of Domi's head. They look good. Yeah, he's, it looks good on video yeah. until you watch it back. And it's funny because as yeah. you're talking, I got it on my phone here, and I'm just looking at it again. And it's like Ray lands a couple, but they're on the back of Domi's head because Domi was doing. Not only is Domi shorter to begin with, and he's got Ray kind of punching downhill. But he's ducking, like he's gotten even lower. So yeah, Ray's yeah. shots are gl- like clearly going over his head, or he's leaned enough away where he's just kind of hitting him in the back of the head, which becomes a theme yeah. here in the next couple fights. But yeah, but then Domi when he, when Domi returns fire, he's kind of got that almost like that haymaker left, and he catches yeah. Ray a couple solid. Yeah. And this is where it yeah. goes back to Ray's chin. Those shots probably would have put down a. I'm not saying what a TKO to guy, but probably would have been like, yeah, okay, I'm done with this. You know, let's get out of this fight. And Ray stands there and takes it and keeps trying to come back. So you can see the chin on him. And, uh, and that, and that becomes evident. And it's funny when they both string each other out like that. And then right at the same time, they, they, they kind of, they're coming in on each other. There's a couple fights and I'll get to it later. Whatever fight it is. I can't remember six or seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. When they're strung out like that, and then here come the haymakers from both guys, and Ray beats Domi to the punch a couple times and gets him yep. first, and that stops Domi from landing. And it's interesting. It's interesting the fighting styles of both guys because they definitely both yeah. leave themselves open to get hit. But Domi does a lot better job, I think, at def- at defense, like sort of leaning yeah. away. And, yeah, 
Domi was good at not getting hit in the face. Exactly. He yes. Was, he, he knew how to duck and weave, almost yep. like a boxer. Yeah. And he avoided getting popped in the nose or getting caught in the eye or getting blasted in the mouth. Yeah. He would just kind of like duck and weave, and you're hitting him in the cranium. You might as well be hitting him in the helmet, <laughs> really. So, yeah. But Ray would kind of lead with his chin and would yeah. take these shots directly in the face. But that just showed you Ray's toughness, that he somehow wasn't terribly injured <laughs> from taking some of these, you know, really stiff shots. Yeah. Well, in this fight, it, it really becomes evident that style because Domi's got the leaning away and everybody knows the spin cycle and all that. And he kind of does that. And he's leaning yeah. back and he's, like you said, he's either over his head or in the back of his head, but not his face. But Ray, for that re- is also throwing straight downhill and he's got his chin right there. And so when Domi comes like, you know, duck, duck, duck. Oh, here comes my return fire. And that big left haymaker is coming. Well, Ray's chin's sitting right there in the middle, and he yeah. ca- and, and for all of these fights, Ray catches a bunch like that, and it doesn't. Yeah. And, and like you said, is I guess his chin. Is, yeah, is one of his great weapons if you could take it. It's one of attributes to be certain. Yeah, for all the punches they landed on each other, neither guy ever put the other guy away. No, you know that's the thing. The note in all fourteen of these fights. Uh, none of them were ever like a brutal beating or no. just a complete one-sided ass-kicking. They're always super hard-fought, and if someone won, it was usually just a slight edge over the other guy. It was never like a clear-cut thrashing of one guy over the other. Uh, funny thing, you know, in recent years, uh, they had that documentary, beyond the blue and gold and they did a big breakdown of the Domi and Ray feud and Andrew Peters sat down with them and was going over their fights. Uh, Peters mentioned Domi's hard head. He goes, yeah. So because the way it goes that uh, Ty Domi has an incredibly hard head. Well, Domi interjected. He goes, I have a hard head. He's like, what about this guy? He goes, I hit him with a bunch of punches, and he would just look at me and go, hey, hey, hey. real funny if you ever see that documentary, the yeah. way Domi gives like this demented chuckle. You know, like they, they were the same. You know, you could hammer on these guys, and, you know, I'm sure they're feeling it, but they don't let it uh, bother them. They don't let it affect them. So these guys are just crazy, double tough. Well, and that was the thing, and there's some guys, and I mean, we won't, we don't have to get into the whole thing with all the different fighters, but there are some guys and some really good fighters that won a lot of fights that, and it, and it sounds weird to say it this way, and it sounds stupid when you say it, but people, fight fans will know what I'm talking about, but there are guys that, like, that were really good fighters that didn't like getting hit, and yeah. and would initially, and as soon as they got hit, or got hit real hard, it was seatbelt time, and uh, not that they were calling the refs in, but they might have been looking over their way a little bit, or tie up the guy good enough to, like, okay, we'll call this a draw then. You know, um, and and I think people know where I'm going with that with certain guys, but and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just pointing that out that that's what they did. Sure. Video, video shows that they did that. I'm not, it's not me just saying it. And, and yeah. that part of me doesn't blame them. I'm like, you know, there's, you know, I don't, I don't know who'd like to get punched in the face. 
except for maybe these two. And I will say, like, and like you said, both these guys throughout the course of these fights, um, definitely, and this one, the perfect example fight too here, when Domi blasts Ray, about three real, like, straight out, and Ray's still trying to get at him. Like, he's not, this isn't holding yeah. him up at all. And there's a bunch no. of fights where Ray clips Domi really good, and it, they might get they might get paused for a second, but they're going to keep coming. And it's yeah, uh, neither guy neither guy would give an inch. No, you know, and it's and it'd be interesting. Just um, although uh, looking I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking of their career versus other people, and I don't remember either of these guys quittings. That sounds so stupid, but for this yeah. exercise, I'll say it. But I mean, I don't remember them in any <clears throat> in any other fight getting hit and stopping and quitting and then holding on. Like Domi and Ray are two guys that I don't remember ever doing that. Now maybe somebody can correct me and oh, there was a fight one time, but I mean, I don't remember it. I think these guys had just once they were in it, it was fight until the refs get in. They're, I'm not holding yeah. back. I'm not pausing and. Yeah, and I mean, and that's why I was, well, and just to go to my fandom again, that's why I was a big fan of, of both these guys. It was, uh, yeah, just the way they just, they approached it. And like, and like we were saying, I can't remember now because we talked so long off the air too, but just in just this fight in general with these two guys, um, I think we mentioned it at the start, but yeah, like, and as you're watching these fights, you can see the viciousness in these fights. Like, they're trying to fucking hurt each other. They most definitely are. Uh, you know, they're not only fighting for, you know, their teams. You know, they're they're fighting for just their own pride. Yeah. On top of it. And, and really, the, the dislike, the mutual dislike really fueled these early fights. And that brings me to round three. Boy, yeah. you want to talk about some... Hatred and contempt. Oh, here it is. So round three is November 19th, 1993, once again in Buffalo. So it's the next season, 93-94 season. And Jets are in town. I'm at this game. Not going to miss it. I'm wearing a, a Domi jersey. I have a Winnipeg Domi jersey on. So, yeah, even though the Sabres are my team, and, yeah, you know, I do kind of like Ray to Domi's my guy. He's my favorite fighter in the league. So I'm, you know, even though I'm not a Jets fan or anything, I'm still supporting my dude. I got his jersey on. Boy, you want to talk about a tough game to be wearing the opposing colors. This is it. Yep. <laughs> the Jets got their asses kicked in this game, six to nothing. Fight filled game. Nasty game. There's like cheap shots and, you know, some sticks flying at each other just a just a nasty game it didn't help that this was during the official strike so they had a bunch of scab referees and linesmen in these games this was early in the 93-94 season oh yeah that's right that's right yeah yeah so these guys were barely in control of this game it was just a chippy dirty nasty game and these guys could barely keep a lid on it. So the game didn't ever get completely out of hand. But if there were normal referees in place here, probably a lot of this chippiness wouldn't have occurred. But 
Domian Ray, the uh, acrimony has not abated at this point from those first two fights. Um, they meet in the corner. Oh, actually, uh, Domi tried to draw Ray into a uh, uh, penalty early on, tried to do the old fake glove drop with Ray. But somehow the ref gave him two minutes each anyways, even though Ray didn't, or Domi didn't do anything. You know, he didn't hit Ray. He just went near him and kind of shook his gloves. Ray fell for it, dropped his gloves, and took a pop at Domi. But they got two each. So things aren't working out for old Ty in this game from the get-go. But later on in that same period, they do fight. They meet in the corner. They go at it. And this was when Ray really perfected losing the jersey. This is when he had that tactic down to a T. He knew exactly how to bend over and slip out of his gear pretty quickly and, and efficiently. And Domi was just fucked. In this one, he had no chance. He had to clamp on with both arms and hold on to Ray's bare skin. And Ray just went wild with the right hand. Now, granted, he didn't, you know, beat the tar out of Domi or hit him anywhere except in the back of the head and the back of the helmet. But didn't look good for Domi. He's just kind of trying to hold on futilely and just kind of falling to his knees on the ice as Ray's hammering away at the back of his head. The odd crowd is loving it. I am taking so much shit from Sabres fans in my section because I'm the one guy wearing a Domi jersey in the place. So, yeah, good stuff there. And when it's over and they get sent to the box, wow. Uh, Ty's not happy. No, he's just uh, there's a lengthy discussion happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you can describe what you saw a little bit. Well, the funniest one is Ray standing there bare because Domi's giving him the ah, pff, whatever. Whether he's still going to the box, and he's obviously making fun of Ray for losing all his gear. And that's the one thing I was going to say with this. For the first two fights, Ray's stuff stayed on. <clears throat> for this one, it comes all the way off immediately. And like you said, he had he at this point he had the he had it down to a science. Um, and no, folks, I'm one of those people that I do not have a problem with that because it wasn't against the rules then, so I didn't care because Domi could have done the same thing if he wanted to. So before we get into the Ray was only good because of his jersey, <laughs> ah, shut the fuck up, you know. So no. no, but anyway, but for this fight, it definitely helped Ray, and he took it all. And then like Domi didn't like you said, what are you going to grab onto? And the one thing I noticed a couple of these fights when when Ray loses all his gear, <clears throat> Domi at that point has no interest in fighting anymore because he stops. Now, granted, there isn't much to grab onto, but for the for the I think the three of them, Domi at that point just stops fighting, and he's just like kind of yeah. grabs him and he looks over. You can see him kind of like waiting for the refs, and then when they break up, he's just giving it to Ray like, "What are you doing?" Like, obviously, he's probably telling them, tie down, you pussy, and all this. And, like, yeah. let's have a fight fight. You know, like, what are you doing? And, you know, and all that. Because it was interesting. Because Domi, you never you never see that, right? Well, the, who else did it other than Ray, I guess. But, uh, well, I mean, Pro and them did it. But Ray, like, you know, obviously, I, well, what am I saying? People yeah. listening to this know. He would be, Ray would be bare skin. Yeah, like, exactly. At probably, that point, like. It probably lubed up. Oh, guaranteed, you know, you know or at least you're yeah. sweaty and slippery anyway, so it's like, yeah, exactly. you know, at least with Probert, when his gear came off, he still had, like, 
undershirts and shit. So, you yeah. know, but Ray took it to a whole new level. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, so when Domi's going to the box, he's just giving it to Ray. And, uh, yeah. of course, Ray, all Ray does is starts mimicking O for three. O for three. He does it a couple times yeah. to Domi. And yeah. the Domi, you know, at that point is probably just. Domi's like, oh, Toby's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, man. yeah, you can see he's now, because he immediately kind of grabs the glass and he's like, he's right over top of it yelling. <laughs> Could you imagine that old, that old guy in between them in the, in the yeah. middle oh, part yeah. there? Could you imagine the stories that dude has? Yeah, that, that guy, I uh, can't remember his name, but he was the uh, um, announcer, the voice that you would hear announcing goals and penalties. And he had this really cool, distinctive, deep voice. Yeah. Oh, I wish I remember his name. But, yeah, he's staying totally stoic and straight-faced as Domi is unleashing this litany of threats and profanity at Ray, only, like, you know, one foot away. Just hysterical to, to see that guy just sitting there stone-faced as, you know, Domi's calling him every name in the book. Good stuff. Good entertainment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, real quick with the jersey thing. You know, again, like you said, it was legal at the time. There's no rule against it. But just critically speaking, at this point, my feeling was that Ray was way too reliant on it to the point where, you know, it's almost like he was just like a phony fighter at the time in this, this particular season, especially 93, 94, because he would just lose the Jersey and get a takedown. He wasn't really hammering his opponents that much that often. Uh, so, you know, I was kind of down on Ray during this season for that tactic. Cause he was just doing it too damn much. And it was just leading to silliness. It wasn't until later he started developing a serious knockout punch that I grew to love the guy. But at this point, I thought he was just doing it a little too much and it just got a little out of hand. But that's just me. Oh, no, well, no, that's, you know, the whole Jersey thing. And then it became a whole, and well, that's the thing. And again, when some of these people talk about, oh, Ray lost his Jersey. Well, I mean, this wasn't new shit. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, O'Reilly and all these guys, they were losing their stuff back in the 70s. I mean, it wasn't anything new. The thing was, yeah. is Ray was naked. That was the big difference between him and anyone yeah. else. Um, and But I never had a big issue with it. But like you said, it definitely became... Um, it became like there was guys... Like, I remember Dave Brown taking off his own jersey as they were squaring off. And like... You know, there was guys, like, Severin did it, you know. Like, they're squaring off, all of a sudden they take their jersey off, and it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, I never, you know, I mean, I, I'd see millions of jerseys come off during a fight, but never, I never saw guys take it off before the fight, you know, and it was like, it, it started to become a real, it, well, it, it really put a spotlight on the whole jersey thing. Yeah. I think the NHL just didn't like the optics of it because it started looking more like, uh, you know, mixed martial arts and pro wrestling than it did hockey. So I think that may have been the main motivator behind that putting in the tie-down rule. Yeah. It just took two more years. This is 1993. 
they wouldn't put the rule in until 96. Yeah. It took them a little to do so, but yeah, I think that was maybe their main motivator. They just didn't like the way it, it looked, you yeah. know, bare chest brawling going on. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that, like you said, I think that was the thing. It wasn't so much with the whole rate losing his Jersey. Cause that always happened. There was, you know, whatever, but it was, yeah, it was the naked underneath thing. And then after all of that, now the guy's skating off the ice, waving his hands up in the air and as Ray would do or ring the bell or, you know, and, and I mean, obviously the fans of Buffalo loved it, but it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure the, you know, you know, NHL officials are kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, you know, fighting's one thing, but this is getting to, like you said, this is getting to a different level now. So, yeah. yeah. But, hey, that, it is what it was. And, oh, I, hey, I was down with it. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pure, pure fun. But, yeah, interesting thing this same game, uh, again, it's a blowout win for the Sabres, 6 nothing. Nothing's going their way. They're pretty much, lo- you know, losing all the fights. Ray and Domi wasn't the only one. There's a couple others. Oh, my God. Donald Audette, who's a little guy, had a toe-to-toe war with that giant Russian defenseman, Igor Ulanov. And, man, he gave Ulanov all he could handle. Who knew? You know, little Donald Audette, who was like 170 and like five foot nine, hammering on this Six foot five, two hundred twenty pound Russian guy. It was pretty funny to see, but uh, yeah, nothing was going that way. And uh, towards the end of the game, Ray and Domi almost had another fight. A uh, little scrum broke out between the teams, and Domi was given the invitation to Ray to let's go. They tried to tried to skate away from the pile and square off again, but the scab linesman got in between them and prevented it from happening. Uh, they just threw them both out of the game, just gave them misconducts just to get them off the ice and out of the game. Domi was doing a huge amount of trash talking on his way out to the Sabres bench. Uh, he was making fun of Ray's ju- jersey losing thing and uh, throwing a whole lot of curses at the Buffalo bench and at the Sabres coach, John Muckler. Fans were showering the ice with debris. You know, they're throwing whatever wasn't nailed down on the ice at Domi. So, yeah, a lot of fun stuff. And even better, uh, a camera followed Domi down the corridor. He was trying to get to the Sabres dressing room to go after Ray. And he got stopped by cops and security people from going in there. So, yeah, that whole incident is on my my, uh, Domi versus Ray DVD. Yeah, there's time trying to get to the get to the dressing room to go after Ray again, and that didn't quite happen. So. No, uh, and, probably and, a good. And noted that Domi has the has a pretty vicious black eye in this. Oh, that was courtesy of Sandy McCarthy of Calgary. Yes, because um, you know Ray didn't actually get punched in the face by Ray. Sorry, Domi didn't get punched in the face by Ray at all in this particular fight. But just a few nights earlier, Domi had an awesome toe-to-toe slugfest with McCarthy. And uh, McCarthy's rookie year, man, he was something else. And uh, they're going back and forth with the bombs. And the last punch that McCarthy lands, he catches Domi right in the eye with it and gave him quite a shiner, which (laughs) the Buffalo fans were, you know, 
chanting something about Domi's eye. I remember that at one point. So, yeah, it was, it was a rough night for the Jets and a rough night for, for uh, Domi. He wasn't having a good time. And, uh, you know, the fight certainly didn't go his way. So at this point, the score is Ray 2, Domi 1. Yep. Well, and the fourth fight here uh, is Ty's venture into Toronto with the Leafs. Yes. It's uh, one season and a half later. They didn't need it all in the 94-95 season. Uh, they are just in different conferences, so they never had a game together. So it carried over. Toronto is, uh, is uh, you know, pretty good rivalry with Buffalo. They always had fun games together. And now Domi is part of Toronto. Yeah. And here they go. They just pick up where they left off, you know, a year and a half before. And uh, I was at this game, too. Just a lot of fun. The teams are going at it really fiercely. And uh, it was pretty early in the game. It was uh, not too far into the first period. They just bumped into each other at, you know, center ice. That's all it took. We just looked at each other, and the gloves come off. And uh, this was one of the best of that season, the 95-96 season. It's one of the best that Domi and Ray ever had with each other. And at this point, you know, their fourth fight together, this is definitely the best fight that they've had. I was gonna, I was gonna, point. I was just about to say this fight was particularly vicious. This one, yeah, it was a good one. Oh my god, this dog! <sighs> Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, the fight starts. Domi goes to grab him, get a hold of Ray's collar, and he misses. And he kind of falls forward onto the ice. So Ray tries to toss a few rights down at Domi and connects a couple of them. But Domi just pops right back up on his pins, truly gets a grip on Ray's sweater, and Ray has a grip on his. And they kind of measure each other up for a second, and then they get going. Ray does that, or sorry, Domi does that jersey jab. He has a left hand gripped on Ray's sweater, and he pops him with a couple jersey jabs, and that seems to put Ray back on his heels. And then Domi goes with the right, which is different. He unleashes like a half dozen right hands, and he's cracking Ray with a lot of good ones. Uh, but Ray, again, he's got the iron head, and he just kind of takes the blows, and he starts to work himself free out of his sweater. Now, it doesn't come totally off, but he gets his arm out, and then he starts firing rights back at Domi. And then, the, like, the fight moves to right near the glass, right near the penalty boxes, and Domi kind of grabs onto the glass for balance and turns his head to the side, and then they begin throwing these back-and-forth bombs. Ray throws a big, booming right, catches Domi in the skull. Domi responds with a left hand this time and pops Ray in the face with him. And they just go back and forth like that for a good 15, 10 seconds, just exchanging bombs. And at this point, you know, it's pretty pretty close they've each gotten a lot of heavy shots in on each other and then ray starts to get the jersey off and he's hunched forward so ray's like blindly throwing some rights and 
gets in like one glancing shot maybe. And then Domi starts to hit Ray with some left uppercuts right in the side of the head and the top of the head. And he gives him some body blows. He starts landing forearms on the back and the kidneys. And then finally, Ray gets the sweater totally off and straightens himself up. And once again, when Ray's naked, Ty grabs on with both arms. Ray gets in one last little shot to the noggin, but that's it. The linesman ended at that point. They didn't allow it to go any further after uh, Ray achieved the nakedness. So, great fight, and but they're they're both smiling, which is kind of funny. You know, they really enjoyed themselves, it appears. Domi gave Ray a little bit of a speed bag action, you know, when they're in the penalty box. And a couple of things to note with this. Uh, One, this one, hard one to call. When I wrote that uh, article, I called it a very slight win for Domi, but I wouldn't argue against a draw either. They really hammered on each other pretty good. You know, doing punch count, Ty landed some more. That's maybe why I gave him the edge at the time when I was writing this, but I wouldn't argue against a draw either. But the other point I want to make, give some uh, kudos to Rob Ray, because this is his first fight since coming back from the injury that he got in the Tony Twist fight. Yeah. Now, an injury that bad. You know, his orbital bone got smashed, and he missed like a month of action. You know, we've seen it. A lot of guys, when they take a terrible injury like that in a fight, when they come back, they're kind of tentative. They're not the same. Ray was the same. He was the same guy. He fought just as hard and just as courageously as he did before he got hurt against Twist. And who does he choose to make his comeback fight with Domi, his biggest rival. So this showed that Ray was not gun-shy in the slightest after coming back from that uh, injury that Twist inflicted on him. No, absolutely. And like you said, we're not talking just oh, a little black eye or broken nose. I mean, when, you, when it's an orbital bone, it, that's, uh, that's a whole deal there, and it got smashed pretty good. And like you said, it, there was no, uh, you know, we're just going to, dip our toe in here to make her come back or we're going to play with a cage on or a visor or whatever, like, you know, full on your biggest rival and you're like, nothing ever happened. Right. Like yep. sh- showing no, yeah, no hesitancy at all. And, uh, he jumped in the, he jumped in the deep end. That's for sure. When yeah, he, made he, his did, he did. And I, and I think for f- folks out there, I know, there are some people, Ray has his haters. I get it, whatever. Um, I I think just as fight fans uh, in general, I think a lot of, fuck man. I mean, that, I mean, you talk about ballsy. I don't care if you like him or not. I mean, that's, uh, you come back from a twist caving in your face to fighting Tai Domi in a wild and like full on haymaker fight, uh, yeah. you know. That says something. That says something to me about Rob Ray right there. You know, he's like, oh, you can yeah. hate him all you want, but you got to sort of give the devil his due. And uh, yeah, that was major, major balls on Ray's part for sure. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And yeah, Ray just never looked back from the twist injury. 
you know, he was the same guy for the rest of his career, just as yeah. crazy and I'm a warrior as he had ever been. Yep. All yep. right. So that was that one. So <laughs> I guess I scored this one kind of two to two. So I wouldn't argue this one being a draw. I'd say so. But round five, round five, I don't know what you think of uh, of that one. I would call it a draw, yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I do. Um, I mean, and everybody has their way of calling things and and all that stuff. But, I don't know, overall, I give take. I would actually have most of these fights as draws. Um, You know, how I do it, there really wasn't, I mean, a couple times there was outright. But, I mean, not very often. I'm like, I don't know. If you're going to throw six and the other guy goes throws four, it's like, or, you know, 15, 12, it's like, eh, I always just give draws. Yeah. I always say most hockey, like a, in my mind, most hockey fights are draws. That's what I call them, but. Mm-hmm. but I guess you have to you have to split hairs. You know, yeah, I mean, for, the, for the sake of the exercise, right? I mean, yeah. But I I would say this one, I would give it a, hey, they have draws in boxing, so I, I would give it a draw. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm down with that. All right, well, moving on. Same season, 95-96. This time, it's in Toronto. And this is February 10th, 1996. And Domi and Ray are going to have two fights in this game. This was a tough game, fight-wise, for the Leafs. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Domi doesn't do so good in these two fights with Ray, especially the second one. But other fighters have a tough time. Ken Baumgartner gets rocked by Brad May in this game. And then Kirk Muller makes the unwise decision to take on Matthew Barnaby and just gets worked over. So it ended, uh, the game was like a 2-2 tie. But as far as uh, how it went in the alleys, it was definitely Buffalo's night. That's for sure. Yep. But anyways, round five, it kind of, uh, they're side by side for a face off in one end, Rain Domi. They talk, the puck drops, they kind of home in on each other and throw off the gloves and just charge in at each other. So they're, once again, throwing just fast punches at each other. Domi tags Ray with a couple, Ray then tags Domi with a couple. Ray loses his sweater pretty fast in this one, and it falls onto the ice. And you only see this with the ESPN feed of the fight. Looking at it with the uh, Toronto or Buffalo feed, it looks like Domi falls down after taking a punch from Ray. But when you look at the ESPN camera angle, actually what happened was he stepped on Ray's sweater that was laying on the ice and fell forward. And that's when the referees broke it up. So this one was kind of uneventful. You know, they each got like a couple shots in, nothing much. Um, This one was definitely a draw. Could have been a great battle had it gone the distance, but it didn't. The linesman jumped in just a little bit too soon with this one. I don't know if they thought that Ray had too much of an advantage with the jersey off and decided to stop it, but far as punches landed on each other this one was even steven yeah yeah i i have nothing to add to that yeah that's pretty much uh what happened um 
well, that's exactly what happened. Yep. And once, and once again, uh, Domi's kind of, kind of taking his jersey and sticking it over his head on the way to the box, and he's still imitating him the, the business. And yeah, he he didn't like it very much. He didn't like Ray's tactic, but well, that would lead to round six in the same game. Um, still in the same period as in the first period. Uh, they serve their five minutes in the box, and really, it's only just a few minutes later, and they're on the ice again. And, uh, you know, play stops when there's a whistle, someone's off sides or something like that. So they're just coasting near each other on the ice. And Domi gives out the invitation, gives them a little slash on the shin with his stick. And Ray's like, all right, let's do it. And they just rocket the gloves off and just start tearing into each other like a couple of dogs, wild dogs here. So Domi starts throwing the left hands early. And he actually pops Ray with all of them right between the eyes. <clears throat> this is one of the few times that blood was drawn in their feud. Ray had a little cut between his eyes. Not a gusher or anything, but still he had a little split between his eyes. But that wouldn't matter because Ray loses the sweater. But this time the linesmen are not getting in it right away. They're letting it go. And Ray just tees off on Domi in this one. Lands a pretty good uppercut that looked jolting, you know. Yep. As we said before, these guys just were never stopped in their fights with each other. But he got Domi pretty good right on the chin with one. You know, you could see Domi's head shake for a second, but he's still in it. But at this point, he's screwed. He has to grab on with both arms. And they just let it go, and Ray really starts landing some pretty good punches on the back of Domi's head and side of the head. And it was definitely enough that Ray just slugged his way to a clear decision with this one. You know, eventually the refs decide, okay, enough's enough, and they get in between them. But uh, this one, definitely a win for Ray. He landed way more than Domi in this one. Yeah, Domi's kind of got the once, like you said, once the jersey and everything comes off, and Domi knows he's kind of he's kind of stuck. He's kind of got Ray in the in the headlock, kind of, and you know you would in the playground kind of get the guy in the headlock on the side, and Ray sort of just swinging up underneath and hitting him in the back of the head, and yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. And, and it's and it's one thing I will say going through these fights. Uh, again, it's um, you know for the sake of this, but it was just when Domi's. I could feel Domi's. I could feel his frustration with Ray <laughs> with his jersey coming off because it's almost like for a couple of those fights, it's. I mean, you're all over the guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden he takes all his shit off, and it's like, and now you got nothing, and you basically have to sort of concede the fight almost. But in yeah. doing that, you got to eat, depending on these refs, six or seven or eight shots. Okay, yeah, maybe they're in the back of your helmet and your head, you're still getting punched. And it's like, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine the frustration. <laughs> yeah. You could see it. The frustration was oh, definitely, yeah. you know, what's funny is in uh, the Toronto telecast, the CBC telecast of uh, this game, uh, right after this fight concludes and they're sent to the dressing room and everything, Don Cherry and Ron McLean do like an impromptu, mini coach's corner for a second. I guess Cherry was upset enough at Ray's sweater losing 
tactic that he had to say something. <laughs> so they cut to Russ and Don on ice level, and Cherry was saying that they got to do something about this. It's just, it's not right. It's not fair. There should be some more honor. Rob Ray's a friend of mine, but yeah, he's doing this too much. So Cherry didn't approve. And it's interesting. Cherry's opinions did carry weight. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, some of the things you would say, you know, people in high places did pay attention to things that Cherry said, you know, especially at that time in the mid-90s. And interestingly enough, after this season is over, that's when the tie-down rule comes into play. Yeah, well, like you said, and like you said with Cherry, I mean, he was friends with Ray and and especially with Ty yep. Domi. And you yep. know privately, Domi raged to Cherry. I can guarantee he did about Ray's jersey yep. coming off. You know, yep. and, and he probably told Don before the game, you know, I'm going to fight this motherfucker. And you watch, that goddamn jersey's going to come off. And then sure yep. enough, right? And then there it is. And then, uh, yeah, but the interesting thing is this. Regarding the Ray having to have the sweater tied down, I thought, you know, the next season is the 96-97 season. Going into that, knowing that Ray has to keep the sweater down, I'm thinking he's going to be done within yeah. a year or two. Me too. Because, again, you so, you so reliant on the tactic. I thought for sure, I'm like, oh, boy, he's going to be in trouble. Once he has to keep it tied down, he's going to be dead meat. Not the case. Not the case at all. He went on the offense first. He kind of changed his tactics. He would go on the offense first, and he did fine, with the exception of Ty Domi. It seemed like once the playing field was leveled with the jerseys tied down, Ray never won again, as we'll see as we do this. We continue with this breakdown of their remaining fights. It's either a draw or a Domi win from here on out. Once the conditions of the fight are, are completely even, yeah, Ray never won again. And that's the only opponent that it uh, worked that way with. Everyone else, when Ray had to have the sweater down, didn't matter. He did fine in, in just about you know the majority of his fights. Domi was the one exception. It's weird. That was it. Uh, so, you know, the rest of this uh, feud, hard-fought feud. But as we'll see as we break it down, I don't think uh, Ray was victorious any longer once the jersey had to stay strapped to his body. And now, a message from our sponsors. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets Instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Yep, March 1st deadline coming up. Already some moves. Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. That's interesting. Uh, Utah picked up Westbrook. Looking to buy him out now. So what contending team is going to pick up him for the run in the playoffs? Keep an eye on that, folks. So download the app now. Sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio.
And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Well, yes, let's get into it. So we're at number seven here. And now, as you said, the yep. tie-down rule is in effect. And, tie-down uh, rules. And uh, this was, unfortunately, no video exists of this one. Now, this was September 21st, 1996, first ever game at the Sabres' new arena. Uh, God, what was the name of it back then? This thing has had so many names, I can't even remember what it was first called. But it's the first first ever Marine Midland Arena. That's what it was called. Yep. That's what bank owned the rights to it at the time. Got tickets from a scalper with a buddy of mine. Went to the game. And uh, I'm, I'm glad because this game was not telecast. There was no uh, broadcast of this game. There was highlights of the game because there were cameras there for the news stations. They showed highlights of goals and saves. They showed the fight where Mike Pekka knocked out Rob Zettler, but they never showed this Domi Ray fight. And I'm still bitter about it to this day, <laughs> two and a half decades later, that, you know, they never broadcast it, never showed a highlight of it. I can't help but think the reason why is because Ray didn't win this fight and they didn't want to show that, uh, you know, at the Buffalo stations. I hope one day maybe I can get in contact with someone and see if a game tape exists in some archive somewhere because I would love to unearth it. This particular fight is my holy grail. And uh, we'll see. Maybe someday it'll get unearthed. But this is what I remember of it from watching it. I recall Domi started the fight. He went after Ray, and he delivered a like an elbow, kind of a high hit. Smacked Ray with it to get his attention. They just kind of looked at each other. Gloves came off. They go at it. I remember it was kind of a long fight, maybe close to a minute long. They're going back and forth. Ray's got the sweater down, though. And... uh I remember Ray had kind of had enough of Domi popping him with punches, and he tried to swing Domi off his feet, just tried to, like, slam him to the ice. Not like a Vakoda-style body slam, but just tried to swing him down. But Domi stayed on his feet, and I could tell that the punches were kind of hurting Ray a little bit. He was feeling them. I could tell when he was getting hit, he was cringing a little bit. Um. That's kind of how it ended. Domi got the edge in the fight, from what I can recall, just from my memory. But I met uh, Domi after this game. You know, went to where the visiting team's bus was and waited for the Maple Leafs to come out. So my buddy Frank and I, you know, got his autograph and chit-chat with him. This was the time when I uh, shook his hand and kind of slapped him on the arm. And I'm like, whoa. This is one solid motherfucker. <laughs> but he had a big bandage on his left hand. So I think that's evidence that he really popped Ray with a lot of punches. And this is the very first preseason game of the of the year. Uh, so his hand should have been fresh from a yeah. summer off. He's yeah. already got a big on it. So he really cracked Ray with some uh, punches in this one. And... Uh, got the win as far as i'm concerned with this one i just wish video existed because you know it's a typical ray domi classic well and i can't believe you being the man about town that you are 
didn't <laughs> use the connections. You didn't go down there and give it the, do you know who I am? And, uh, and, and this footage would be out there for all of us to see. I can't believe it. Uh, you know what? I, like I said, I'm going to try one more tactic because I've tried with the TV stations and I got like every bit of footage that they had, but it wasn't the whole game. It was just kind of spliced together highlights and interviews with fans. What do you think about the new arena? Stuff like that. And the pregame ceremony, you know, kind of christening the new arena. That's it. You know, no game tape has ever surfaced. Um, I'm going to give it a go. Martin Biron, former Sabre goalie, who's now doing a anal- uh He's an analyst between periods and everything. He's a great guy. I've, you know, chatted with him briefly here and there. Maybe he might be a cool enough guy to look for me. You know, I'm going to ask to see, are there archives? And if so, do you think you could search for this game? Who knows? I'll hey, give it a shot. Why not? And if I find it, it's going to be a beautiful day. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, we're back. Sorry for a little break there. Okay. Round eight. Here we go. Round eight, November 21st, 1996. So just a, couple months later, after that preseason fight, once again, we're in Buffalo. Uh, I'm at this game again, and this time I get seats right next to the visiting team's penalty box. I'm just like two rows from the ice and a couple seats over from the penalty box, and uh, that'll come into play in just a minute here after we go over the fight. So this is first period. Joey and Ray come out. And again, it's a typical Sabres-Leafs game where it's like half Toronto fans and half Sabre fans. The place is just, you know, just buzzing with excitement. And then when those two come out, oh, yeah, things get to a fever pitch right away. Everyone's like, ah, here we go, another another classic. And sure enough, they just kind of look at each other, square off, gloves fly off, and away they go. Another great one. Just a good marathon slugfest. They just exchange a ton of punches in this one. And, you know, upon first viewing, it really looks like a draw. But I, of course, you know, have looked at this in the slow-mo, and you can see the Domi is just way more accurate with his punching. You know, they're both swinging away. Ray is landing some, to be sure but he's coming up short or hitting air with a lot of the punches. And Domi is just very economical with his punching. He aims well, and he's just landing some stiff lefts right in the chops, right in the face. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but Ray was whiffing on a lot of the punches. Uh, you know, Domi missed a few at the very start, but once he got in the groove, man, he hammered home about six or seven really good punches. Ray's helmet was still on, and Ty had lost his lid pretty early. Uh, so I think that's what made Domi be a little more accurate with his punching so he wasn't destroying his knuckles on Ray's helmet. Uh, but you could see Razor's head snap around with a couple of the punches. And once again, to his credit, Ray is able to just absorb these shots and just keep going strong. Uh, but, yeah, they were just swinging away, and finally the officials 
decided to jump in and end it, but it looks like they could have kept going for like another minute. They didn't look like they were done in the slightest. And then the reps just kind of leaped in and pried them apart. Um, yeah, in fact, I remember the, the Buffalo color commentator, Jim Lorenz, was like decrying the referees jumping in. He's like, oh, why did they break it up? Because <laughs> it was just so enjoyable a fight. Uh, but I remember what happened was, um, again, I'm sitting right next to the Leafs penalty box. You know, I'm wearing my Domi jersey and, you know, cheering Ty on in this fight. But, but don't get me wrong. I love both of the guys. Love Ray, love Domi. But, you know, if I had to pick who's my favorite fighter between the two, I got to go with Ty. But anyways, as Domi's making his way into his penalty box, he notices me. My brother Greg was with me, and there were a couple of Toronto fans nearby were chanting, Domi, Domi. He looks right at me, and he gives me a thumbs up as he's sitting down in the penalty box. And uh, regrettably, if you look at this on the video, the Toronto feed of the fight, you can see Domi looking at someone, smiling and giving a thumbs up. But the camera, if only it had moved over just a couple of feet, you would have seen me. But you can't see me. I'm not. I'm off screen slightly. But that would have been cool to have that on video. Domi giving me a thumbs up as he's taking a seat in the sin bin. But uh, good fight. Just a great one. One of the best of that season, 96-97. And uh, got to give the edge to Domi in this one. He was just uh, did better. Yeah, there was, uh, like you said, there was some pretty vicious punches landed. Domi definitely had the kind of like, the pull in and then throw the haymaker at the same time, kind of go in mid fight. And, um, yeah, I think, and isn't this the fight where, uh, Buffalo is kind of rocking the New Jersey's too in this one. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 uh, uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, there's constantly people, especially on YouTube or Buffalo fans that are kind of blind a little bit. They think that Ray won like every fight. No. And like, oh, God, no. <laughs> you know, it just it didn't happen. For, for God's sake, look at the fight. <clears throat> the way I tell people, I'm like, all right, with the Jersey tie-down rule, it just happened to coincide with the Sabres getting the black and red jerseys. So I said, watch the fights. If Ray is wearing blue and gold, he'll do better. He'll do good. If he, Ray is wearing the black and red, He's not going to do as well as he used to do because it just happened to be that's when the tie-down rule went into effect. And it affected this feud in particular, Ray having to keep it strapped on. Well, it's funny, like, when you watch the fights, too, all of them, pretty much in all of them, Ray's busier. He's throwing more, but Domi definitely does a lot more ducking away and like stretches out and, and then comes back with the big wide haymaker. I mean, we obviously Mm -hmm. we've talked about this. I've talked about this a bunch of times already in this segment that we're doing here, but, and, and don't, and Ray keeps his face there the whole time because he's stretching. He's kind of reaching down. Like a lot of times he's reaching, punching down, (coughs) downhill at Domi. So his chin's right there. And then Domi, Knowing this, obviously, 
duck, duck, duck. Oh, here it comes. And he throws the big. So for every like three of Ray's shots, Domi throws one. So if, in terms of like punches thrown throughout these 13 fights or 14 fights, yeah. I'm sure Ray's quadrupled the number that Domi does. But when yeah. it came to I, punches landed, yeah, Ty's definitely got the better percentage for sure. Absolutely. Funny thing, uh, that uh, blue and gold segment where Andrew Peters interviewed Ray and Domi as they sat together and watched all their fights together. When this fight was over, Ray is raising his arm in triumph. Yep. You know, even though he didn't win this one. Peters was laughing, and he turned to Ray, and he goes, what makes you think you won that fight? You know, he's laughing, and Ray goes, what can I say? It was a, it's the showmanship. Yeah. It's the battle of one-upmanship. He goes, yeah, there's no, there's no give or take in these fights. And that goes with the, you know, post-fight celebrations and looking good in front of the, the fans. And, you know, just trying to get a mental edge over the other team and over your opponent. So, yeah, both guys did plenty of that in their careers, Ray and Domi, where maybe they're pumping their arms in victory when it really wasn't. But that's part of their game was uh, establishing an edge over the opponents in any way possible. Well, yeah, and the thing is with these fights, too, and it's easy now with video, you can go back and rewind, you know, pause, play, and you could, you could do all this. But to be in there at that moment and be there live, to, well, like you were for many of them, Upon initial reaction to sit there and just watch it live, oh yeah, it looks like it's a back and forth. They're beating the shit out of each other and Ray's landing as many and, you know, and all this. So I could see when Ray raises his hand up and the crowd's going at that time, you'd be like, yeah, Ray beat him. Yeah, Ray got him or it was even or I, I don't know, points to Ray. But then you go back and watch the video. It's like, oh, he was thrown over his head and he's missing and, yeah. you know, yep. but in that moment, yeah. What could, matters most? What uh, matters most in that moment is whatever you can do to get the momentum going for your team, getting yeah. the crowd go wild and on your side. And Ray was a master of that. So was Ty. Yeah. But it seemed like most of these fights happened in Buffalo. Yeah. Not road for the Sabers. So, but yeah, you know. it, it's one of those. It's one of those fights, and there's lots of hockey fights that are like this. The initial viewing. Yeah. Or, or just like in a, just to play it and just sort of be glancing at the screen while it's going on, it is a it's a back and forth massacre. And this is like this is the greatest fight. There, it's a video fight. But then when you go back and hit play and pause and actually sort of stare at the screen and really pay attention to it, uh, yeah. it's, n- not everything is as it seems. But uh, yep. but I could definitely, definitely see the folks in Buffalo thinking their guy won that one. On yeah, the initial, yeah. live. So, yep. You know, you do. I do encounter that a lot. You know, when I chat about Domi Ray with other fans. Yeah, it, 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 the Buffalo fans tend to think that Ray won all of these fights. Yeah, and it's like, oh boy. Well, not, you, not you the, and I know, like from dealing with the fanboys. Yeah. I mean, the well, the Probert fan group is the, on Facebook is the greatest example of that right like you you just oh my god yeah but i mean they if they it, once it's in their head you could play them the vi- like you give them the link to the video here it is right here 
they, there is no change in their mind. They can watch the video with you. And it's like, no, yeah, see, he won. It's like, are you, what are you looking at? Like, seriously? Yeah. And I mean, you and I have, well, for years on these message boards, you know that. And I mean, you can't convince some of these people. You, like you said, you're giving them video evidence. No, they just, I, I don't know what they see or the blinders are that are on yeah. and they just can't see any different. But they kind of, they see what they want to see and prefer their memories as they remember them. Reality? Now nah, I don't want to hear about that. Oh, I mean, I think so. hockey fight message boards are built on revisionist history for sure. You know, <laughs> you know, and I mean, and like I said, at the time you can watch it live and you'd be like, oh yeah. And then when, you know, people that are sane will go back and like, if you see the fight later, be oh, well, oh, shit, that's not, really? That's not how I saw it. Oh, live, it looked like he really smoked him or whatever. And then yeah. people make the adjustment. But there are others, a great number of others that uh, that adjustment is not being made. And it's just, I prefer my memory of him. Hey, I'm a Sabres guy. I'm a Ray guy. I'm in my, he won every one of them in my mind, because that's how I'll sleep better at night, you know, so, because yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I well, hated that Domi guy, and he wasn't going to beat my guy, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to the next one, round nine, which was February 25th, 1998, in Buffalo. This was one of the few fights where the optics didn't matter. This was one of the few that was kind of clear-cut. It was the most one-sided fight of their feud. Um, went to this game again, took my old man with me for his birthday, which is in February. So we got to enjoy a fun filled Leaf Sabres game. And Domi and Ray treated us to a, another great slugfest. but this one definitely more one-sided. Uh, yep. This one, they bump along the boards. Domi's dangling the gloves, and Ray says, hell yeah, let's do it. So they both fling off the gloves at the same time and grab on. Domi's going with the left. Ray's going with the right. They're both swinging. But once again, Ray is really missing. And this one, Domi is very accurate with his lefts. I mean, he's cranking him good, right in the face, right on the jaw, snapping his head around again. And after a couple of seconds of this, Domi stops punching. He grabs the front of Ray's sweater and pulls it over his face and hooks it on the helmet. The helmet is still on Ray's head. And it's like the jersey is over the helmet. So talk about a bad spot to be in. He's blinded. And then Domi really tees off. So with Ray blinded, unable to see anything, uh, he throws eight unanswered uppercuts and he's landing them pretty, pretty clearly. Ray just kind of blindly throws and flails away. And this is by a mile. Uh, Domi stops. And I think the reason he stopped is because he hurt his hand. We found out later that Domi cracked his pinky finger on his left hand in this fight. So I think Domi stopped for a minute because his hand was probably killing him ray then got his head free got his arm unencumbered and he started throwing back some real punches finally and they go back and forth big lefts by domi big rights by ray and they each get a couple in and that's when they kind of 
latch onto each other and grapple, and then it's over. So, you know, great action-packed fight again, but this is the most one-sided because Domi outlanded Ray by a pretty considerable margin. This was one of the few clear victories in their feud. And uh, I don't know if you want to jump in and give your analysis. No, I no, you're right. And it, but the the, the actually the, the two things that surprised me. One, I can't believe the refs actually didn't come in when Ray had his jersey over his head like that. Because yeah. normally, I mean, they've come in for a lot less, and I mean, jersey over the front of his face and just eating it. So it's like I don't know what the refs were doing. But on one hand, it's like, well, you're you're letting them fight it out. On the other hand. There's probably a little bit of a safety issue there. I don't really know what you clowns are doing, but okay, you let him go. And again, this goes back to what I was saying before. A lot, it, most guys would have bailed as soon as their jersey was because they he was stuck and he's eating it. You'd think at some point you'd just come forward and tackle the guy or grab him or go down or whatever, like a lot of guys would, and I wouldn't blame them. But Ray stands there, takes it eventually fights out of it, gets his head out of it, and comes, and now he's thrown back. And it's just like, oh, like I said, I mean, credit to Ray, I mean, well, for both guys, but in this situation with Ray, for, I don't know if it guts or stupidity, I don't know, one of the two, but I mean, (laughs) he wasn't going to bail on the the fight. He was going to try to make a comeback. So, yeah, this is a pretty wild fight, and, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I think the linesman probably got a talking to about this afterwards from the head official, I'm sure, that uh, you yeah. kind of got to get in there because that was because it wasn't just, oh, one or two, and then he came back out of it, you know, for a brief second, like some fights. Yeah. No, this was like a full-on, you know, like you said, right. he lands about eight or nine shots, like clear on. And, like, again, the fact that Ray doesn't buckle is unbelievable because Ray, because yeah. Domi's clearly landing every one of them. And it's, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. who would stand there and take it, but he did. Crazy, crazy guy. Well, I met both of them after the game at different times. Funny thing is, you know, I wanted to, you know, meet, the, meet Domi, meet Ray if I could. And, you know, I had a fight tape that I wanted to pass on to them and stuff like that and maybe get an updated photo of me with Domi. So I told my dad, I'm like, all right, suit up. Let's, let's dress nice. Let's look sharp and go to this game. It worked like a charm. We breezed right by security and they just let us go right into the dressing room area backstage, you know, so to speak. Oh, oh, uh, what a different time in the world, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh Yeah. No, no ID check, yeah. nothing. Now, granted, at the time, I was young. I was like 24 years old, 25, something like that. And uh, I was in really good shape back then. I'm big, you know, I'm six yeah, foot three. Yeah. Six foot three, and I'm like, uh, at the time, I was like 235. And, you know, I hit the weights a lot. So wearing a suit, young-looking guy big dude, they probably thought I was maybe a player who didn't dress for the game. Yeah. And, you know, he probably thought my dad was, you know, whoever. Oh, that must be his translator. Look at that big Russian guy. You know, I don't know (laughs) what they were thinking, but security barely batted an eyelash at us and just let us go in. 
And the funny thing is, as I'm waiting for Domi and Ray to come out, the players are coming out one at a time, the Leafs and the Sabres, to go to their cars or go to their buses. And they're all looking at me like, oh, who's this guy? They're like sizing me up like, oh, who is that? They're kind of looking at me curiously like I am some player. I remember Chris King came out and he like kind of looked at me and he was real puzzled. And he nodded at me like, hey, how you doing? And and kept going. So it was kind of funny that, you know, I think I fooled the players a little bit into thinking that I was one of them. But worked like a char. But when Doby came out, or Ray, Ray came out first, and I said hi to him real quick and got an autograph, he had a big lump over his uh, right eye, like a golf ball-sized lump where you know where his eyebrow is so yeah domi was catching him with those left hands a few minutes later domi came out chad with him for a little bit got a picture with him and he had a big cast on his hand and uh, we learned later on that he cracked his uh pinky finger not surprised he's you know walloping ray right in the skull and right in the helmet probably a bunch of times so, yeah, he was uh, his hand was banged up for a little bit, and uh, I remember he didn't fight for a couple weeks, a few weeks after this fight. Was it was he pretty pumped with the fight tape? Funny thing with that, I brought the fight tape, and I wasn't sure if this was going to work, if I was going to be able to uh, uh, get to the backstage area or not. So during the pregame warm-ups, my dad was acquainted with some usher who worked at the arena. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if we're going to make it back there or not, but I'd like Ty to have this tape. So we had the guy, I gave the guy the tape, and he promised he would deliver it to Domi. I don't think he did, <laughs> because when I asked Domi about the tape, he didn't know what I was saying. You go, tape? No, no one gave me a tape. I'm thinking, oh. son of a whoever that usher is got a free fight tape from me. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever just off topic? Did you ever make uh, like Ray a tape or May or any of the guys in Buffalo? No, because um, it was. Uh, what am I trying to say? I never knew when I was going to run into them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the new arena, the players, if they don't want to interact with the fans, they can. They can just breeze right through this restricted area to get to their cars and leave. At the old arena, the Memorial Auditorium, it, player access was pretty easy. But at the new arena, not so much. You know, I had to do this uh, subterfuge with uh, wearing a suit to get through. Um, so... Yeah, no, I never did. did. Never did make a tape for them and pass it on to them because I never knew when I would run into them or not. Yeah, like I was just wondering, like if they came into the bar and you talked to them, you're like, yeah, I'll have it here next time you come in or something. <laughs> yeah, no, those guys never came to uh, the bar where I had the fight tapes playing all the time. Never saw Ray or May or Barnaby. He was always like visiting team yeah. guys that come in. And, um, 
uh, I think the only saber I remember, Rhett Warner, hung out at the bar once. You know, which was nice to meet him. Good guy. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the, they, they tend to. Say, uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say Warner. Yeah, Rhett Warner, Saskatoon guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah I like Warner. I wish they uh, held on to him. But um, yeah, the the Sabers tended to hang out not on the street where my bar was because it was pretty pretty packed. A lot of people, a lot of stuff going on on the West Chippewa Strip. They tended to hang out in bars where it was a little quieter, less people. Yeah. Probably a, a smart move. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're on round 10. We're almost here. here. Yeah. Well, this one, uh, October 30th, 1998. So it's a 98-99 season. Once again, the Leafs are in town. They're here in Buffalo. And Ray and Domi don't disappoint. They have two fights. Uh, first one, not much. They kind of fell down pretty early. You know, Domi snuck in a couple laps. Ray snuck in a right or two. And I forget what happened, but basically Domi slipped and fell forward. Ray fell on his back, and that was it. Yeah. They broke it up. That fight was pretty much a non-event kind of thing and a, and a draw. But yeah. round 11, they're not playing here. They meet again later in the same period, uh, off a of face-off at center ice. And, oh, my God, the fish fly in this one. Uh, just a couple seconds of conversation and one little bump. That's all it takes, and the gloves are off, and they're just going nuts. Domi with the left, Ray with the right, and um, Domi's throwing them like a piston in this one. This was one of the few fights where when it came to punches thrown, Domi outdid Ray in this case. So not only punches thrown, but also punches landed. He was landing them pretty crisp on Ray's face and head, um, going over and under with them. You can especially see it on the replay, on the slow-mo, just how well Domi was cranking him. Uh, Ray responded, landed a couple good blows too, including a really good right. It snapped Domi's head back for a second. Um, but they just kept going at it, back and forth. Domi missed a punch and fell on his knees. And Ray tried to throw in an uppercut as Domi was on his knees, but the linesman jumped in and stopped it. Um, this one, you could see uh, Ray was not happy with his performance in this one. He was kind of frowning and kind of shaking his head like, ah, I didn't do so good in that one. He looked displeased. And Ty was great very happily when this one was over. Uh, Funny thing, you see a big streak of blood on Domi's neck. And that actually was from uh, Ray's right hand. He shredded one of his knuckles in this fight. And he was, you know, bleeding from his hand a little bit. And you could see a big streak of blood on Domi's neck. But both guys were putting the ice bags on their paws when this was over. And uh, great fight. Once again, Domi got the edge in, in that one. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't have, I have much to add to that one. That was the only one... Um, that was the one I was talking about where they were stretched out. And then they both are coming in to, to, to land about three quarters of the way through and Ray beat Domi to the punch. 
But upon, yeah. as you were talking, I'm listening to it. I think Ray missed. He might have missed. It's hard to tell because it's shot from the back, the, the angle that I'm watching. Um, mm-hmm. it'd, it'd be interesting to see the other side. He might have hit him, though. But, uh, but yeah, they definitely connects a few times. But I would definitely say that uh, that, that fight was Domi's. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is, you know, they weren't done. They had two fights in this game. And late in the game, the Sabres had the game one. I forget what the score was, like four to two or five to two. And uh, they weren't done exchanging pleasantries. You know, they're on the ice together, and people are thinking, like, ooh, are they going to fight a third time? But Ray and Domi are both a little too savvy to do that. They know that's an automatic game misconduct. And you acquire too many gamers, you're going to get suspended mm-hmm. for a gamer. So they're not going to do that. But they had no problem throwing some gloved punches in each other's mush. You know, they're trash-talking, nose-to-nose, just yapping and ignoring the play. And then grinning, Domi's grinning, and just, boom, pops Ray right in the face with a gloved punch and skates away. Then Ray's like, why, I oughta, and comes after him and gives him a gloved punch in the side of the head. Then all the players pour in there and start scrumming, so pretty fun way to end the game and uh man I, I had a ball i was at that game too of course with a bunch of friends and i remember i was pretty drunk <laughs> so <laughs> i was uh, having a roaring good time at that game uh yes and a night out in buffalo watching domi and ray yeah good times good fun times stuff. very good times just a quick little uh postscript kind of thing before we move on to round 12 now mind you october 30th the next night is halloween night the sabers and leafs had a home and home series so they played the next night in toronto uh strangely ray and domi did not fight in that game but king and barnaby did fight twice and those were some good fights and that's the same night as the infamous matthew barnaby versus santa claus at the House of Quinn barroom floor. <laughs> That's when that happened. It was Halloween night. So so for those wondering what Chris is talking about, we're not going to tell you the story. You're going to have to go back and listen to Chris's first appearance on the show. And uh, and that whole story and sordid affair yeah. is detailed. And it is a tremendous story. And he's got a few good bar stories in that episode. So I, I, I highly recommend you should go back and check it out. Yeah. Definitely go back, check out that episode. That was a fun one. And, yeah, give all the details on that story. And uh, I guess I'll give a free plug to Matthew Barnaby's book that just came out recently called Unfiltered. He's not kidding. Unfiltered. Great title for it because Barnaby tells all sorts of stories that I wouldn't have expected him to talk about, one of which is him beating up this idiot dressed as Santa Claus in our bar on Halloween night. So check out the podcast from uh, a year and a half ago. And Barnaby's book is definitely worth picking up. I'll give, uh, I was going to say, if anybody is going to write an unfiltered book, that's a perfect title. Barnaby. I'm, I'm glad to hear he didn't hold back anyway. Oh no. Oh my God. No, there's some stuff in that book. where I'm like, Oh my God, dude, see it for yourself. <laughs> some X-rated level stuff that's in the book. 
Oh, so good, it's, good. It's, well, then, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, <clears throat> good for him. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you can't call him a hypocrite or whatever. I mean, if he's going to lay it out there, he lays it out there. Because I know there's yep. more than a few books from guys. Um, well, Domi's books and Ray's book, too. To me, both of them were complete um, letdowns. Like, yeah, I, I was anticipating so much more with Ray's book and Domi's book. But yeah. they were both pretty thin. Didn't really get too in depth. Uh, boy, the, the polar opposite of that is, uh, you know, Barnaby's book and uh, Stu Grimson's book. I'll give a plug for that one. Grimson's book is tremendous. I've got it so right good. here. I have not read it yet. That is going to be my oh. Las Vegas. That's my Las Vegas plane book. Because uh, last year yeah. when I went to Vegas, I, I read Thornton's book on the on the plane. There's another book that's kind of whatever. I mean, if you're a Bruins fan, and they, because he talks a lot about the Stanley Cup run and everything, so if you're a Bruins guy, you're into that. I'm, of course, the fight guy. I just want to hear about fights, and he didn't really go into yeah. that. But, uh, yeah. but yes, I have Grimson's book sitting right here. Oh, whose book? It's it's in the like top three hockey literature out there. I think excellent, great book. So go for it. All, All right. right, there you go. Oh, and last plug for the books because I have to because he's. Well, I like Terry and everything, and of course he's on the network too. Terry Ryan, Tales of a First Round Nothing, oh. and Films, Fights, and Folklore, his two books. Trement, both tremendous. Get them both. Excellent books. Uh, Especially his first one, Tales I, of a First Round Nothing. It's awesome. Same thing. He doesn't hold back. He tells lots of great stories. And Terry's a funny dude, and he took literature in school, so he's a heck of a writer. And uh, definitely, Terry Ryan's books. Check him out. Good dude. All right, I will uh, keep that in mind. There. Oh, and order, right. them and order them right from Terry. Get a hold of him online. He'll autograph it for you, send it. He makes more money if you buy it from him directly, so do that. So, All right. There we go. I will keep All, All right. right, moving on. We're at uh, round 12, and this yep. is uh, still the same season. It's February 17th, 1999, once again in Buffalo. Um, this one... Interesting thing happens in this fight. Now, close fight, even exchange of bombs. It's a fast one. You know, it didn't go the distance. Ray started it. He was giving Domi uh, the stick a little bit, jabbing him. <coughs> and then they turn, drop the gloves, and just go at it, throwing bombs. Each land a couple stiff punches. Um, oh, Ray gets out of his sleeve. One, Not the jersey yeah, off, but Ray gets out of his sleeve. He does. He throws this big straight right, and Domi just barely manages to duck it. Yep. I thought it, maybe if that one connected, that might have finally broken Domi's armor a little bit in this feud. Because boy, that was head right for his uh, right for his nose, really, and he just ducked it. Um, the Buffalo announcers thought that uh, Ray connected, and he staggered Domi. But if you look at it, he just ducked it. He's pretty fortunate that he did duck it. But they wrap up, linesmen come in, and for the first time ever, they actually showed a little respect to each other on the ice. Domi gave Ray just a quick pat on the head, which was something uh, not previously seen in their feud, so that was uh, something to remark upon. But overall, draw. Yeah, that was, you know, kind of, uh, compared to their other fights, a little uneventful. Um, and as you said, though, the uh, kind of the respect thing there that we hadn't seen before. Um, 
and 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 contrary to popular belief for the new age fans, it was something you rarely saw ever in anyone's fights. Acknowledgement. There might have been a little head nod or whatever, but yeah. the whole head tap thing and all that stuff very seldom happened. And yeah, that it was now it's whatever, but I mean back then very rare. And for these two to do it, or for Domi to do it, especially Domi. Domi seemed to hate Ray. I mean, there was obviously the mutual hate there, but I guess Domi was much more animated about it uh, during this feud. You know, yelling over the penalty box glass and all that, and doing the thing with the jersey and screaming at yeah. him and everything. Whereas Ray kind of just sort of laughed at him a lot. Um, but yeah, for Domi to do that was sort of like. Yeah, there's some respect brewing here a little bit, I guess. So, finally, finally, a little respect. You yeah. Know? Well, at this point, Ray is also it's one of his best uh, seasons, ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, he's worthy of the respect, to be sure. You know, he's fighting fairly. There's no jersey silliness, and he's one of the better fighters in the league. And you know, when you beat on each other often enough. For as often as they did, I guess some uh, some grudging respect is born out of it, and that's what we saw in this case. Yep. So not bad. Now round thirteen. We're getting uh, close to the end, but round thirteen was on New Year's Day, January first, two thousand. So it's the next season it's in Buffalo. Uh, I go to this game, and I wish I didn't. I was barely conscious going to this game because I worked at the bar on New Year's Eve until I don't even know when. You know, I think I got home at like 8 in the morning. So with just a few hours sleep, I go to this New Year's afternoon game with hardly any sleep. It was not a good decision. But long story short, I think the Leafs were feeling it too. They got their asses kicked like 8 to 1. In this game, they just looked like they were skating in sand, and the Sabres were just all over them. And well, Domi tries to go out there and start a little mayhem and maybe change the momentum of the game, and it didn't really work. Even though this fight went in Domi's favor again, uh, it was another fast fight. They're way on one end of the ice as play moves up the other end. They're yapping at each other and shoving, and gloves come off. Doby yanks Ray's sweater over his face again, and he's throwing these short left hands and forearms. Ray's trying to get free, and the linesmen just decide to just jump in and stop it. Way too early. You know, Doby's the only one who landed anything, so I guess give him the the edge in this one, but it was a pretty uneventful fight, and the referees certainly spoiled it. It could have been a beauty of a battle, as usual, but, you know, the linesman just ruined all the fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they re- <laughs> who knows? It might have been the same officials as the one, you know, a year and a half before when Ray got trapped in his sweater over his head and got pounded. <laughs> yeah. You know? But... Oh, well, not too much of a fight there. But there was a little more action late in the game um, between uh, Ray and Domi. They're once again lined up for a face-off. This isn't quite a fight, more of a roughing thing. 
Domi's antagonizing Ray. He's using his glove to push Ray's helmet from behind, which is making the helmet go over Ray's eyes. <laughs> so it's, it's just irritating the hell out of Ray. Ray responds with this big gloved sucker punch, just boom, rocks Domi, hits him right in the face. Domi didn't see it coming. So Domi actually looks a little dazed from the shot, but he doesn't retaliate. He just skates away, knowing that Ray is going to get a penalty. Well, Ray's fired up here, so he attacks Domi a little more, chases after him, and slashes the stick out of his hands, and he punches him a couple more times in the face. And then the linesman get in between them. Uh, but Ray gets ejected from the game. Domi stays out there for the next face-off, and he tries to mug Michael Pekka. Now, I don't know if this is just Domi trying to do something to hurt the Sabres in any way he can, or if that's an old grudge. Don't forget, Michael Pekka once destroyed Timu Solani with a late hit yep. when Ty was in Winnipeg, and I, I don't think uh, Domi liked Pekka too much, but yeah, the Buffalo-Toronto rivalry was as alive as ever, that's for sure. As you could tell when this fracas broke out. But, yeah. uh, and a real rivalry, not one created by uh, by NBC, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's for real. It's, it's not, uh, yeah, you're right, not that, uh, not a script-written rivalry that doesn't actually exist. No, this one was real, that's for sure. Yeah, well, here we are. Well, the funny thing is, so here we are. This was January 1st, 2000. Somehow, they don't fight again for three years. Yeah. I don't know why. They played against each other plenty of times, but somehow just aren't dropping the gloves together. It's strange. So, you know, a lot of people, Buffalo fans, you know, me, I'm thinking like, all right, uh, I guess the feud is over. Maybe they don't want to fight each other anymore. But they have one last round round 14 this is january 24th 2003 in buffalo again uh i actually lived in philadelphia at the time so i didn't see this one live i saw it on tape uh later on but great last uh great last round you know they square off have a conversation and they're poking at each other with the sticks and then they decide let's do it and then uh, Domi, oof, all over Ray at the beginning. I mean, he's landing some looping left hands right in the head and face. Ray almost gets knocked off his skates. But once again, Ray showing just crazy toughness stays on his skates, and he somehow comes back, and he lands a few decent rights of his own. Uh, you can see the Ray's bleeding you know, around his upper lip. So Domi really caught him with a few. They clenched on, and they were just standing face-to-face. -face. It looked a little funny because uh, Domi's helmet was twisted on his head, and he's peering at Domi through the – or peering at Ray through the ear hole of his helmet. So it looked a little weird. But he shook the helmet off. They just keep waltzing around the ice, not actually swinging anymore. And uh, finally, the linesmen decide to come in, and this was another one of the gestures of respect. They're both talking to each other, and they're smiling and 
laughing as they're talking and they give each other, you know, kind of a pat on the shoulder. Like, good fight. Uh, Rob, in his uh, blue and gold interview with Domi and Peter, said that he felt like this might be the last time we fight because Ray's career was kind of coming to an end. You know, he felt like he was maybe going to retire at the end of this particular season. So I guess he was enjoying the moment in the limelight with his old buddy Ty one last time. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, there you have it folks. Um, 14 fights. Um, you know, the majority of the fights, I mean, I mean, you could, like you said, we were saying before, I mean, there was a couple of times where it was like, you know, Domi clearly won or whatever, and Ray clearly won the one. And But other than that, I mean, both gave a few, both took a few. Um, the fights were fairly, you know, give or take, um, back and forth. And, and like you said, not only with them fighting, but the rivalry of the two teams, or more so obviously in the Toronto years, um, for the majority of the feud, um, you know, the games had nastiness surrounding them as well. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm, you're hard, I'm hard pressed to think of like a better hockey NHL feud fight wise than these two. I mean, I mean, you have, I mean, there's guys that fought like Probert and Brashear fought like what? Nine times. And Domi, well, Domi and Probert fought how many times? Nine times again. Yeah. So Um, I mean, I think the only one that had more was Probert and Grimson, I think. I might be wrong. I think they had 15. Yeah. Over the, but that one wasn't, uh, heated, I guess. There was like two guys doing their jobs. Yes. More than anything. They just kind of went, they fought, sat down. This seemed and, like, you know, yeah, like you said, with the Domi Ray thing, this seemed like some personal shit almost. Yeah. Personal stuff and it meant a lot yeah. to them. It meant a lot to their teams, meant a lot to the fans watching it. It was a, a story within a story. You know, every, you know, particularly Saber Leaf games, it was just, uh, you know, not just some little sideshow. It was one of the centerpieces of the game that meant a, a whole lot to everyone involved watching and playing. Um, just great feud. Um, you know, overall, yeah, Domi won more often, but it's not as if he dominated the feud you know every fight was like hard fought most of them were really close or you know a draw um you know no one ever got like beaten to a pulp or anything like that which is just a testament to the toughness of the two guys because oh my goodness i mean how many times overall in those fights how many times did they punch each other probably well into the hundred yeah. hundreds each oh you know? So it was great. It was, uh, you know, just a highly entertaining hockey fight feud between two of the all-time great warriors that the the sport has ever seen. Um, I loved every minute of it. So salute to them both. No, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like when you were in, like, well, I know you got to go. We've talked a long time. But just briefly, when you were living in Buffalo, obviously, when this was all going on, did the newspapers make a big deal of it? Like, was it brought up in yeah. the papers? Definitely. Oh, yeah. There would be, you know, 
there would be like at very least like sidebar stories covering the game that would mention the fight. Um, definitely some big full color photos splashed on the sports page, showing them slugging it out in a in quite a few of the the fights, uh, especially the ones that occurred in the mid nineties and late nineties. Yeah, the the sports pages and the Buffalo media were all over it. Yeah, everyone loved this feud. Everyone enjoyed it. Tremendous. Well, and I enjoyed going back and re- and uh, revisiting it with you. And uh, I have to give you full credit for this. This is your idea. And uh, I know we had talked about it for a while. And I'm glad we got to sit down and do it because it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, I, oh, I, I can venture to say it's probably it's never going to happen again, a feud like this. And uh, not this many times with the, with, uh, with the way it's going these days. But, uh I want to. I want to thank you for taking for taking the time out uh, today on your holidays to sit down and uh, and discuss this. This is a lot of fun. My pleasure. No, it was great talking with you. Uh, glad we finally got a chance to sit and and you know talk about it all. A lot of fun. I enjoyed every uh, every bit of it. So we'll do it again in the future. We'll fi- we'll figure out something to talk about and uh, go on and on. Absolutely, like we, we certainly today. will. And, uh, and like I said, folks, definitely go back and check out my previous, uh, episode with Chris. We, we talk about the whole bar scene and, and it's a good time. And I had a good time again on this one. And definitely I'll get you on again. We'll come up with something. But, uh, in the meantime, I will let you go. But thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it. Oh, me too. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 